felt this way before. This game sucked and I love it. Nate has to grow as a person. Yeah, I fucking love Star Trek. I was like, just sleepwalking through combat. I wouldn't even have wanted to know anything about her. I thought she was annoying. God damn it. I don't want to be that guy. Hello and welcome to the Emotive Pixels podcast. This is our episode for Mass Effect 1. I am Will Atkinson and I am joined by... Alberto Rigelman Favon. Pauli Kroll. Brian Pachuki. And Nate Stevens. Really quick to introduce ourselves, give you a little bit more about you. I just want a quick answer. Renegade or Paragon? Alberto? Paragon. Renegade? Obviously. Paragon. 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 Yeah, I kind of figured as much. I'm way too. No much one's of an a asshole here, huh? I'm way too much of a. Except for issue. maybe Polly. No, Polly's not an asshole. <laughs> asshole. I will eventually prove you wrong. I was gonna. Even I was trying to be an asshole, Polly couldn't be. Understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> She's renegade. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Thank you, Alexa. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Before we get started, please be aware that all of our podcasts are extremely spoiler-heavy. Um, this is an old game, but we will be spoiling all of Mass Effect 1. We will tread lightly around the other two games and the other books. Try not to spoil those things, but things may come up. What year was this game? 07? 2007. 7, right? It's not yes. that old. 2007. It's pretty old. Eh, 10 years. One day after Uncharted 1. So this game you play as Shepard. It starts off on... You're going into a mission on Eden Prime. Some shit goes down. It's the first time I think people have seen the Geth in a while, and they're th- these husks, and they're attacking the city. Um, at the end of it, you come across the what's it called? The spire, the spike thing that gives you the an missions. artifact? No, a beacon? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, beacon. 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 Yeah. Beacon? Sure. Yeah, yeah, beacons are. So you get these corrupted ass visions, and you also run across Saren, who is. Also a going dick. Well, you don't thing. run across Saren, but you, uh, you as the what's the collect- guy, the other your collector. You see a cutscene where you see Saren, the other guy who's the. Um, he's only he's also a Turian, but he's also Spectre. a Spectre. Spectre, Spectre, yeah. yeah. The other Turian yeah. Spectre. So you're pretty sure that that guy's a pretty bad dude. You go back to the Citadel, which is pretty cool, and they eventually make you a Spectre as well, and give you the mission of figuring out what the fuck Saren's up to. At that point, the story breaks into three different parts. One of the parts is going and finding the Asari. I did that right prior to the final mission. Boosh. And then you go fight Matriarch Benezia and decide whether or not to save or exterminate the Rachni. One of the other ones is... Help me out here. I'm forgetting the three. Uh, what's the... What are you looking for? The three main missions. It's the one where you're at that like hotel place, that rich place, and then you can. Uh... Oh yeah, um, Novaria. You're there. There's a 
Oh, that no, that is where the Rachni are. Oh, is that the Rachni? Then the other one. The Maybe. other two are not coming to my mind right uh, now. The other ones where you find the, the the late the 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 late well she can the lady scientist uh, Benezia's yeah. daughter. Yep. So that's the other one of two. The second or the third, and then the third one is something else, when which I'm sure go, we'll remember in a well, minute here. Oh, it's the one where you go and all the the colonists have that plant creature. Ah, uh, yes. And they the plant they, creature. Yeah, they take. The oh yeah. Plant. Uh, there we Zeus go. hope. Um, that's the one on Novaria, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking, because the other one was where you actually find the daughter. Right. And then you find, because you don't go kill her mom Well, you can do her. them in any, right. or, any, or, any order, I think, You can, right? correct. Those three, you can. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. At um, least it seemed that way. I mean, I, the, the order I did oh, yeah, was I sense, found the daughter first, then I actually, and, and I, it wasn't like I planned it, but then I, I just picked a, this order, and then I went to uh, Benezia, and then the last one was the plant. Yeah, I, th- I just figured that we'll conspired to bring her daughter to kill her mom all renegades yeah it too. worked well because i had i had the daughter in my party when i fought benezia and like there was a bunch of dialogue that that is what you're supposed to do but i didn't know if that w- was I don't, like i don't automatic. think that's required though yeah I was gonna say, it didn't one. seem like it was no she's a problem. completely forgettable party I member i think they even bring it up though don't they like when you're doing the mission yeah, yeah the dialogue choices are pretty dependent. Like, what happens in that mission sounds like it's pretty dependent on whether or not you have Liara. Okay, we'll come back to this. But so after yeah. you do those three, you have the first mission where you interact with Saren. He is on this planet doing something, a bunch of research on Krogan and something yes. else. Yeah, he's he trying found, to recruit found, a Krogan army. He's Yeah, they're uh, trying to... Right. Cr- like, so the Krogan like a, have been... He has like, like a cure for the thing that's keeping them in check. The, they, the Krogan the have page. been... Like, they were like mass populated, so they make they made them basically sterile. And there's... Supposedly, there's there's this cure that, that uh, Saren's forces are creating to make them so they can mate again. So the Krogan are going to join them. And then have this huge Krogan army under their their wings. So you go and investigate and try to stop the. I forget if they call this. Yeah, you want to. So you can. Yeah, you have a Krogan in your crew, so you kind of have to choose how to approach that. Yeah. Correct. So after that, that was on Vermeer. 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 That's right. <laughs> so you get Vermeer. a vision at the end of that, and then you follow. I don't remember if you go back to the Citadel first. So you go... You do. And you yeah, you go back go to the, the Citadel, Citadel and like, holy and shit, we just discovered these Reapers thing. They're going to wipe out civilization. We have to stop them. And the Council's like, eh, it sounds pretty bad, but uh, that sounds like a vision and we're not going to bother. And then your and ambassador ally of the humans turns on you and it's basically like, yeah, they're right. Uh, also, we're putting your ship on lockdown. Then you go to the awesome Lieutenant Anderson, voiced by that badass dude that's in TV and everything. Kevin. And he's like, fuck it. I'm going to punch a dude and hack the terminal and get the Normandy free. So you take the Normandy to Saren's base where he's doing the research on getting the cipher. No. And also Saren is a clear and present danger. So the council wants to attack him instead. So you have knowledge that the Prometheans have a a hidden base at which you go and Elos, that's right. Elos or Elos. One of the two. So you kind of race there. Once because there, you it's figure like out the last bastion a- of Promethean research, and you find out some stuff there. And basically, Saren's racing for the ability to control the Citadel, which is a giant jump gate for all of the sec the Reapers from the dark space that's like beyond the edge of the galaxy. And they're going to jump in any minute, and he wants to jump in there. No, no, no. So the so you Protheans figure out the, had the technology that- to prevent the gate from opening, and that was in place, preventing the Reapers from coming. And Saren wanted to go there and unenable that and allow them to jump in for reasons I'm not entirely clear on. 
I guess because he's completely taken over by uh, sovereign. sovereign. What's the word for being taken over by sovereign? Uh, indoctrination. Uh, indoctrinated. Sure, sure. Yeah. He also has um, a bunch of technology. He's part of. He's now. part of the cult. He believes that the like the only way for humans to go forward is to accept this fate and become one with the Reapers, which is a little bit out of touch with what's actually going to happen if the Reapers come through. I feel like. So his logic is bad, and that's why I was like, "We'll kill you." The thing is, he doesn't really have a paragon of you. At this point, he doesn't really have logic about it because it's just a. Well, he he argues kind of well about it, but then it but kind of falls apart when you're like, "No, dude, you're you're just going to be a slave, and then we're going to." Did you listen to that guy back on that station? Oh yeah, that's right. No, you didn't because you're an idiot. Because he's indoctrinated, right? And so like that's like that, that's why I want to say like it's not really that much of him making a logical argument he's just taking information that sovereign has essentially warped him to believe so i agree with you but with the way it was presented you kind of had a rational discussion with him and he was like oh well at least in my case he was like oh yeah it doesn't make any sense huh we can get to the end of the game but how how does finish up the summary there nate i think that's good all right I, i also feel like we should talk about who's played what and who's done what in this universe that's an excellent summary of the game there, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Wait, wait, I am Will. It was tag-teamed a little wow. bit. That, that voice change over there, I was like, how is he doing this? Is he ventriloquist or what's going on? <laughs> he was faltering, so I stepped in to help him, I thought. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So I do want to come back to all the cool stuff that the Procyons were doing, but let's just start with, who did you guys kill? Which of the main cast? Well, first of all, oh, did you yes. get... All of the main characters, yes. and then of the people who made it to Vermeer, which one did you decide to? Kill? Well, hold on. Before we start that, give me give me the, the list of characters because I'm not sure if I got all the characters. So there's Rex, Liara, K- okay. You're gonna have to give Hayden. me names. Rex, are not gonna give Rex me the, the um, Krogan. Krogan. Okay, I got him. Liara, the blue-haired lady. I think right. you have to get her right because that's that's the mission. No, you don't. You don't have I to. almost didn't. Oh really? I wouldn't have, have if someone Liara. hadn't told me that I should have done that earlier. Oh, you could just skip it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I'm like, oh, I did the whole Benezia thing without her. Mine, you missed a lot of dialogue then. Anyway. So, yeah, uh, Kate, I'm sure. Caden, generic white dude. Yep. Yeah, God, he's boring. From the beginning. Okay. Right. Yeah. He's a human biotic. Uh, what's the chick's um, name? Ashley. Ashley, Ashley yeah. generic white girl. Um, Garrus Ugh. is the Turian. Garrus is fucking badass. Turian's and then C-Sec uh, officer. C-Sec, yeah. Tori, is that her name? The uh, No, Leo. Oh, sorry. Tally. Tally. Tally, thank you. Yep. Corian. Is okay. the Corian. Tally was my favorite. And I think that that's was it, it right? Okay, that's then it. I got everybody, yeah. Rex was my favorite. That's fair. Rex was cool. He reminded me of a Teal'c. So I'm um, somewhere before between... we get to who you killed, did anybody make it with the one of the crew members? Oh, yeah. Liara. Oh, yeah. Oh, gross. Right here. Where? Us too, actually. <laughs> yeah, so we, all, we all Liara'd it up. <laughs> Wait, okay. Is this going to be like... The first time I played this, I was with Tali. Did anybody... Hell, yeah. After, so after they... Hold on, can get... you? With Tali? So you you like couple, but it's not until the third game that if you have coupled with her with all so three games. I was reading games, a wiki page online and it did not mention that you could be with. It mentioned either <laughs> like if you were, uh, yeah, we got a nerd alert. If you were with Aiden <laughs> in the if first you were, game. Did you hear? Yeah, you my first game. Regular, yeah, first one. My first game, I was a male shepherd. Yeah, if you were male shepherd, then you could do Ashley or Liara. But it didn't oh, mention that you it? could do. Okay, fine. I, I mean, if you did, okay. Okay, I, this was ten years ago, so my. And there were two other games that came after it, so my memory might be fuzzy. I but I'm you, pretty you sure you told I was me when I asked you about it that you, you didn't get with her until you didn't actually do anything until the third. She, so like one she was your friend. Like she was your bud until you start getting the weird. 
interracial sex things, but you're like coupled for the whole time, but yeah. you don't actually share the suit until the end of the third game. But yeah, it's long. And I, I, we should also mention that I played through this game for my first time ever playing it with Will. The thing I noticed about that whole coupling was I, I was pretty much in charge of most of the on ship uh, text choices, and I didn't. It could have just been the way I approached everybody, but I didn't see any option to to kind of choose anyone else as my partner. I had to choose between Caden uh, and uh, Liara. So apparently, I, I was, I was just a dick to everybody. Male shepherd, so I had between Ashley and Liara. Ah. Like they basically they, they confront you after you sacrifice the character that we were talking about. Like, and you're sitting in that circle in your command ship. Wait, Everybody, that's happened with you? I think that's Can yeah. we take a step they back and explain to me, like, how the situation left. for romancing even comes up? Like, how do you build relationships with characters? You keep talking to them. Right. And keep talking to them and keep talking to them. The same way every, on every ship game between happens. Missions. <laughs> and, and because every to, time, I, I never tried talking on the ship. The ship was just my time to go places. But that, that's where even, you, in the environment, like, happen. is it the choices you make in the environments? Because I could tell sometimes I was pissing people off. No, or, no, no. It's so only like, on the, sh- the conversation also, yeah, on the ship. Choices you make the in the conversation on the ship. So, like, on the ship, what you can do is you can go to these characters and you can, like, basically ask them about just, like, random things about oh, the mission. Or yeah, you okay. can inquire to their personal life. And if you do that earlier on, then you can kind of further... I have a, I have a generic so... example of it from something that happened. Like we walked up to Ashley and she was just getting off video chat with her sister. And she was like, oh, yeah, my sister's real sad because of this. And you're like, that's stupid. You're stupid. And then she doesn't want to talk to you anymore. That sounds awesome. There is so much characterization and backstory in those conversations. Mm-hmm. A large part of the game is all about that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I thought the characters were extremely flat. So... If we keep doing these going forward, Nate, you should really, really invest some time in that in the future. Yep, sounds like it. So you guys, Brian, you played as male Shepard, right? You too as well, Polly? No, well, we played Femme no, Shepard. No, Fem- okay. Nate, what did you play? Surprisingly, I played male. Male? Okay. Okay, so we did basically half and half, since I'm, I'm counting Will and Polly as one. I also oh, played as a male Shepard the first one. time. <laughs> I played as male Shepard right. the first time. But ten years one ago. Um, so who did we kill? Right? That's the question. I killed Caden oh, the first yeah. time and again this time. Caden. Really? Yep. Caden. Yeah. Oh my Ashley for sure. Now did you know but you, you were gonna kill didn't Ashley? Didn't know anything about her, so it's kinda or him. No, I thought she was an I wouldn't even have wanted to know anything about her. I thought she was annoying. <laughs> but did you know when you made that decision you that were killing is her? So shallow. It was, <laughs> it was obvious the it's way the that, pink it armor isn't certainly it? is. It was obvious the way that the way they, they stuck you in the game. They're like, you can go this way or you can go that way. It's really funny because I thought I was choosing to kill her. And then as the story went on, they were like, their team started winning. I was like, oh, shit, by choosing to kill her, or so I thought, I actually saved her. And then it gave you the choice. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought that that decision was made for me first, like, when the mission started. And then after the bomb was, they were getting ready to set it up. I was like, oh, okay. So I actually get to decide again, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Someone set up us the bomb. (laughs) You know what? Shut up. One person got that. <laughs> okay. So let's just jump right into it. The graphics were pretty crappy in this, weren't they? Mm-hmm. They're bad. Yeah, really bad. No. How bad I are they I don't feel the like time? they're... Given the fact that this came out the day before Uncharted 1, that's what I'm making my comparison off of. And yeah. facial expressions and so forth in Uncharted 1 were so much better than this. Also, text load-ins from this textures? game, or textures, were terrible at times. I, I agree with that. 
Polly and I were having this conversation a little bit earlier where we were talking about how the rocks in Uncharted 1 looked like people's faces in this game. <laughs> I'm like, man, they're the same. And Polly's like, yeah, but one of them's a face. Like, all right. <laughs> well, my biggest thing, see, it's tough because... Fair enough. It's tough No, no, back. no, no, because with the depth of characterization in this game, you spend about as much time looking at faces as you do looking at rocks in Uncharted because you're climbing all the time. <laughs> yeah, Nate has a real personal relationship with rocks. Sorry about the Uncharted spoilers, guys. <laughs> Sorry, what's up, Brian? It's tough to go back. I mean, at the time, it probably weren't that bad. They were probably on par with about where they were. And if it released in 07, it was developed 05, 06. So that's, pr- I mean, it probably was, you know, it's tough to go, like, it's tough to, like, I played this for the first time a month and a half, two months ago. So it's tough to judge it because of what you've seen it is. currently. It but is, definitely. saying that, there was planets I'd be on in the, the Mako, the big... Um, Fucking hated that thing. Like, that you know, thing is RV hilarious. Tank thing. You'd be driving over these things, and the ground would literally like, go up, meaning like you're supposed to be going uphill, and it would just be like looked like a triangle, like you were driving. <laughs> yeah, like, the polygons in the landscape yeah, were like it was really and I'm like, five. Yeah. I think that's fair, but I think for the time it came out, like comparing it, we'll, we'll compare it to other games that came out later, I believe. But like that's one of the things is graphically comparing it to other games that but came that's out like, about. But around that's like that what time. you see like in like the mid to late nineties, the yeah, it's early like PlayStation, early three D games. Yeah, error. Yeah, and, and this is supposed to be mid mid two thousands. That's like, what I'm saying. This game like, it does fail on that a lot of that stuff and textures and kind of like the shape of things and maybe even character animations are kind of limited in this compared to other games that came out around the time. I didn't, I didn't However, the I think the art design and the world design and stuff like that that shit looks really good. Like the yes, design of the ships I inside. Also have umbrage with that. Oh. So comparing this to Halo. Let's compare this to Halo 1 even. When did Halo The amount of like out? artistic vision in the world, one, I feel two? like it's really not. I never was From interested one? in the environments. I never was I never thought this game was interesting looking. Like I never was like you didn't think the Citadel was designed cool loved, and like was fictionally and the representative. No, I thought, no absolutely. And so I don't want to be that guy. Never mind the species is the, the Mass Effect and drives like and I don't want to be that guy, but and it's possible I did miss some of this game because I definitely mainlined it and I finished it in less time than some of you, which makes me really suspicious because I'm slow as shit at games. Even when I was on the Citadel looking up at the like ring, I was like, Halo did it better. Like the just when you're on Halo for the first, even back in whatever the hell that was, 2001, when you look up at the sky and you see it arching away, like, I agree. I don't know. I uh, think Halo, Bungie just does Halo's environment Halo. work way better. Unfortunately, they do everything else way worse. So wait, Halo's for- Halo was better, I think, but... Two questions, though. One, how long did you take to play, Nate? 30 hours. Okay. That's, that's a long time. Yeah, this game's not, not that... Like, it, like for a... So I was RPG surprised because it, it was not as long as I thought it was going to be. I don't be, know if but I, 30 hours. I, must, I definitely skipped a lot of dialogue, and I skipped a couple UNC side quests, but I didn't think that was too big of a deal. The other thing I was going to say is I feel that making that kind of comparison, that's definitely a valid argument for Halo, but there wasn't really ever a situation where there was a planet that you could look at the Citadel from... So, I mean, like, if there was something nearby, oh, in, you could have well, possibly okay, seen but that. But in later but I games, know. I mean, okay, even coming down to, like, the design of the ships and stuff. But I guess all this relies more on later Halos. Yeah. This that's is, what I'm Halo was a trilogy. To other games of the time, like, I think that it does have a lot of graphical flaws and, like, things like that. But overall, the, like, artistic design, at least I thought, I mean, obviously that's a super subjective thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I was just completely underwhelmed, and I this is the first game I can remember in a long time where I turned off the music. 
Really? Yeah, that music was terrible. I'm with you on that. Really it's it not terrible. I, it's I just it like all the time. first of all, turning off the music doesn't do anything because it still plays in all the cutscenes. So I was listening to my own music in the background and having a good time. And then all of a sudden, like these weird symphony like things would come in when I was, a cinematic was happening. I was like, "What? What? what? It's forgettable oh. music. It's not later. bad. It's just forgettable." I, I think that like yeah. it's not bad music, but it's not appropriate to any of the levels or any of the times or anything like that. There's the time when you're romancing, and it was like some kind of like sad dirgy song. I was like, "What? <laughs> what are they doing?" <laughs> um, yeah. Well, to Polly, to your point about the Citadel, I, I agree that it looks. It actually looked pretty good, and it was, and for the time, it was pretty an expansive place to go. It was for me the problem was that what it was, and this isn't graphic related, but this is style, you know, like choices they made. It, it's it was too confusing to get around. It was even that, by the yeah. even by the end, I was, it was still a like, weird at they're first. like, go here, like they're like, you need to exit the citadel, get back to your ship, and I'm like, where do I go? And, and yeah. it, it took oh me, yeah. Like, it's all because 30 there's, minutes to get out. there's like, fast travel, to, but the fast travel doesn't bring you anywhere. It's like, fast travel to this place, yes. so you can take an elevator to another place. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. that was the elevators in this game. And the, maps, and the maps don't tell you anything. I hate like, them. There's one part where it's like, you have to go talk to some this... I think it's it's actually... Oh, it's talk to the captain when he's when he's trying to tell you... Kirihi? We should hack the ambassador's computer, oh, no, right? right? Udina. Uh, yeah, when he was uh, in uh, Flossen. And he's like, meet me at this club. Yep. And they put, you know, and, and you look at the map and they put this like marker where, where you're supposed to meet The him. map was and so awful. And you go awful. there and I'm like, I'm literally standing on the marker and I'm like, there's nothing here. And it took me like an hour to find out that, oh, well, you really have to go around this corner, around this other alley and back. And then that circles you like it was just totally. Confusing. Yeah, like sometimes it was the wrong level yeah, of the structure. That's what I, mean. I think like, it's actually it was what was like, going on, but it's like impossible to tell. And you wouldn't even think that that would be the case because the map does reflect what level you're on most of the yeah, time. There are but you can't jump between levels on that. And there's no indication yeah. of what yeah. the, I mean, the map. Oh, like, my God. If you could zoom out like two more clicks on the map, it would be infinitely more useful. Well, but even I, but just I agree that. with Polly that, that it did look good. And, and it was pretty. It seemed very expansive for the time. Also, yeah. And oh, Nate, Nate brought gosh. something up. He hates the elevators. Like, I actually appreciate the elevators, although they were annoying. I would much rather have an elevator loading screen that I can control and spin around the camera at least so i used a texture improvement mod that was like eight gigs of improved textures specifically for characters faces because i'm playing on the pc and that was pretty cool except the one downside is that it was missing one of the textures from the planet vermeyer and it happened to be the fucking texture where all the lava was and i didn't realize it i didn't realize it at first i thought part of the like it looked Almost just so that it was like part of the you know, landscape was in shadows. So I was like, just driving around like, oh, this part's pretty dark. Boom, 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 boom. You're dead. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? And then I started playing with it. And I was like, are you fucking, is this really an environment I have to navigate based on like shooting and seeing the like reaction? And then I saw a sharp corner and I was like, oh man, I'm missing a texture. This is, this is awful. <laughs> That's so hilarious. I had to like inch forward and look at the map and then inch forward and look at the map. Oh, it wasn't really that bad once I figured out what was going on, but it was like kind was, of traumatic. Was, was that the level? didn't suck bad enough right. as it were. Was that the level yeah. where the extra uh, 20 hours of gameplay were, were in? Or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all my time went. <laughs> it's interesting because you could see how they do the textures of the world because it was like a whole block of the level was missing. So it's it's almost like they texture the game or texture the planets in these like blocks of textures that even include like areas of different texture you know what i mean so that was interesting to learn so that brings up what i think is my biggest complaint about this game is the save system 
Save system yes. is atrocious. Yes. It's pretty weird. I mean, you can quick save anywhere. I mean, you, you, you as can. As long as you're not in... Well, for the consoles, as long as... Or for the 360, as long as you're not in combat, you can yes. go into a menu and save. Oh, uh, there's no quick save button? No. No. Oh! Also, <laughs> so, that's so terrible. You think it's too much save? Like, too, allows like, too much saving? No, 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 quite not the at opposite. all, not there's, enough. There's, like, no auto-saving. Yeah, I really Next wish that there no was auto-saving. Auto there's no, stuff I mean, where, like, you would drop it's down only on when a planet you... with the Mako, you would drive the Mako halfway across the planet, take out three bases worth of people, and then go into the final base and get killed, and it would start you at the very beginning of the planet. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Oh, you didn't say it? At the you very least, oh, like, yeah. saving if you're going to be going yeah. into a complex That's or out terrible. of a complex, like, something. But, yeah, yeah that happened a, to me. When a door opens, autosave is supposed oh, to happen. Yeah. I was, like, Nate, when you were up here, you remember when we were playing in my apartment? Yeah, and I remember then I died. dying and me being like, oh, okay. Yeah, at that point I was like, well, that was an hour that I just wasted, so I'm going to go to sleep now. Yeah, it, it felt like, okay, I should quit this game. Every yeah. time that happened, I was just like, Pfft. yeah. <laughs> oh wow i didn't really have that because I, I guess maybe you know like I, there's that internet meme that um kind of like it talks about like old gamers that how like you know like people who you just saved did i just save i forget if i just saved. I, i'm gonna save again and like you end up saving like a million times because you know yeah, like, i and I'm, like, I, and I'm, I play I, I played like that so like every time i'd go an elevator or into a room or something i'd be safe so i never but just i never got awful. that far actually some of it yeah. ties into my second biggest complaint which was the freaking mako the equipment screen Oh, like, oh I would go oh, in can't and I'd sell spend, all items. At I'd once. spend thirty minutes figuring out how to click the right buttons because I just got a right sniper and so I, you know, go and I get the sniper rifle. Put it, no, it's on the wrong character. Go put it on the right character. Yeah, add the attributes to the sniper rifle. I compare them because there's no real good comparison. And finally, get that, and I come back to the menu, get shot, and then have to do all that over. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's. I I finally like halfway through a game. I finally was like, okay. I'm going to change my stuff and then immediately save because <laughs> yeah, after getting burned by that, okay, that I agree with. The best after part of that for me, so for me was like, watching Will do this. He's like flying through these menus and none of them make any sense to me. He's like, oh yeah, just put just equip that uh, equip that for that gun. I was like, what the fuck is he even talking about? And all I kept equip? Was, yeah. Gun? <laughs> so, okay, so, oh, and he's flying through it and then he's like looking at me like, why don't you understand this menu? I was like, it's fucking archaic. <laughs> Man, that menu is horrible. So yeah, it took me a while to figure out the menu, but what frustrated me the most, and I, I don't, I'm now starting to think that you didn't have as slow of a experience on the 360, but at least the remaster for the PS3, Dude, or at least the, the PS3 is just a crawl. Yeah, like like going in between each of those upgrades, it was so slow. Down, 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 and I kind of just wanted to hold the D-pad. Go all the way down. Well, my biggest, and it wouldn't. My like, biggest I had to complaint hit it about every that time. was that if you, Wait, what did, if what you go you down, this? I played on Brian. PS3. PS3. Okay. okay. So if you go down when you're 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 scrolling through your stuff, and then you hit you hit the wrong button, like, and you you cancel out of it, it starts you back at the top yes. of the menu. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or like, no. Or if you're like converting anything to Omni Gel, and then like as opposed to keeping you right there, it goes back to the top of yes. the list. Yes. Like, you're trying you. to delete something. Like, Omni Gel. Like, yeah. It's like it would bring you back to the top. Or like, better, man, just leave me there. if you go through the list and you decide, no, I want to. Leave the one on it that it already has. Mm-hmm. There's no button to cancel out. You have yes. to go yes. back, back to the up top. to where it was, and it equips, it. and it equips it for you. Right. Uh, when you cancel, like, I'm like, no, I didn't want that. I, uh, yep. yeah. I also hated where sometimes, like, I'd be getting to the point where I was carrying too many items, and I would open a crate, and it happened to have two more items than what I could actually carry, and there was no option to just say, okay, 
close the crate, let me get rid of some stuff, yeah. and come yes. back and grab those new items, because those are what There's also the want. lack of, like, a bulk way to turn items to Omnigel, both w- when you were collecting them and from the actual menu. Frustrating. I mean, I wonder, like, now, now that we're making all these complaints about this stuff, like, I wonder how many games in that in those time period... I mean, all these things are trivial and... and you know, like we take them for granted now. Games were doing a whole but that's lot what I was wondering. Like, how many like, like how many uh, games did that? Like, how many games had Fallout? waypoints or had really Fallout's detailed maps? Even Fallout had a better. Okay, what? Yeah, yeah, Fallout probably is better than No, Fallout. Fallout. Fallout Four has a bad menu. I mean, jeez. Yeah, but still better than Mass Effect One. <laughs> yeah. So while we're talking Fallout about 3. the shitty things of this game, let's just go straight into the Mako. How about oh a freaking God. awesome control scheme is that? No, the problem I is... I thought it was fun. Just, no, how did that control on really console? Like, I would really like to say something. When I first got into Mako, I was excited, and I started driving forward, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, good job, guys. As soon as you turn that turret around backwards, like, that just broke the whole fucking yes. thing. Yes. Well, they, they had such so a good idea, and they just fucking... How does it work on console? Oh my god, I'm I'm gonna be so offended by this. I just know it. Your left stick always tries to go in the direction you're looking. Right. Oh, so the if Halo controls. Okay. If, n- not like that. Because if, like, if, if, if you're if you're going your forward, like if you have the turret facing forward, like we're, the way that you're going, and you keep holding the thumbstick up, you're going forward. Then if you turn the turret around, it now thinks that you're trying to go backwards. If you don't change anything with your left thumbstick, your best bet is to keep the turret facing. Where you're forward. going with yeah, the treads, yeah. Yes. yeah. And by forward, he means as, as soon as it hits that 181 degree point, yeah. <laughs> then you start driving backwards by holding forward. Yeah. So, or if you're perfectly off 90 degrees, you could hold forward and do nothing. So, so <laughs> somebody yes. explained to me the make like so. You know, again, this huh. was my first time I ever touched this game was two months ago, and for years, anywhere, anything I'd listen to, people, podcasts, whatever, reviews, whatever of Mass Effect always was, everybody always was like, make all this, make all that. And I'm like, okay, it must be this like fantastic, you know, like thing. <laughs> no. Cause everybody loves it. It's this beautiful war. Everybody hates the Mako. And I'm like, I get into this thing and I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is going to be the coolest thing ever. Everybody's talking about the Mako. And I'm like, this is That's so amazing. God awful. It was a trap. It was a trap. You got so let down. <laughs> but, it, but it could have been. Does anybody like the really Mako good. or have something? I different? had fun. The environments were really boring and the control scheme sounds like it was way better on PC but still really weird i honestly would have much preferred landing onto the terrain with a fucking bike and just biking my way around as opposed to i like the abstract concept of the mako yes i'm gonna take this vehicle and go explore places but just doing it sucks it's an excellent concept but it is poorly executed like completely and it just there's just without to me that reeks of low budget does it get better Better. Uh, yes. Not fixed, but better. Yes. <laughs> okay. I do remember in the third one, the Mako actually is a lot things. better. I just want to no, yeah. know. It gets better. It like doesn't said, even show up in two, does it? They stay around the whole time, I'm pretty sure. Like I said, oh. driving forward was a lot of fun until I had to not drive forward anymore. It was like, hit that whole Rocket League thing for me. I was like, this can jump? The little all right. This jump rockets awesome. are pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> that was, all, all I did that was with the Mako Never was I would drive, need. I would hit enemies, immediately park. And just use the turret to, to wipe out the enemies. Oh, and, and, then the, and, you and then you can't, you can't aim, aim down. down. Oh my so God. why, do you, why oh, yes. jump? Why would you jump if you can't aim down? What the? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I remember being on a hill and trying to think. Okay, maybe I can like make the turret go up a little bit. It's like pff, no, just shoot straight. Like there's nothing else you can do. So you have to find that like nice angle. 
I would like to say on the PC, WASD controls the tank and then your mouse controls the turret. So it doesn't have the same problems that you guys are describing. It would be the same but thing. it does control like a tank where A and D control like the front left and the front right tire, kind of. So like you combine them with other buttons and it like some of the wheels are going forwards and some of them are going that backwards. Sounds, that just sounds like on a horrible. Tank, I suppose. That, yeah. sounds, but that sounds worse than console. Like, that sounds better it to ends, me because it ends up being weird. But it, to, yeah, it sounds much you more have to control both functional. Tires and then so d- does a guy who'll use a flight stink, stick when possible for things like that? It sounds like there's actually a tactile reason why it would do it. So that sounds neat. Right. It kind of it sort of makes a little sense. Somebody should put Rocket League controls as a mod in the PC version. So then you could like, dude. Th- jump so there's a and do a there's a mod for roll and just shoot people from the air. That'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. That would be a whole different game. (laughs) So regarding the Mako, when we landed on Luna, I thought that would at least be cool and develop. Like, oh, we can see a little bit of the city and maybe we'll see what's going on on the moon in the distance. No, it's just a gray barren planet with three buildings. Got it. They thought a lot of them were. I know, but I thought the moon... Yeah, I gave up. Like After the first one or two unexplored planets were just like, oh, drive around, kill some guys outside, then go into a building, kill some guys in there, and then grab some stuff and leave. I was like... Yeah, I've had enough of that. So It did not inspire interest in the side quests. No. Sort of relatedly, what drove me nuts is the complete lack of an actual sprint key. Unless you were in combat, sprint just pulled out the camera and made you feel like you're going faster. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess they figured it's if you're not... worked on the A lot console. of times you're going to be in... It was at a horrible winner. spot. It didn't, it didn't work all the time for me. Like, I know what he's talking about. Like, I wanted to sprint and I was like, this isn't really faster. It just is kind of like... She, it looks yeah. like she it looks she more wants tunneled. to go. Yeah, it's like tunnel. <laughs> There's like more motion blur, something like that. <laughs> yeah, the only I mean, it's more yeah, of a sprint than like rapture. <laughs> the only time that I oh, ever yeah. had like <laughs> a noticeable sprint was during combat, like yeah. doing the same thing. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I I'm sure that was by design, but I just that was not a thing I liked because the environments were so boring. I kind of just wanted to rush through them. So Alberto, yeah, would you put the conversation options on your list of things you didn't like about this game? Yes. Well, not necessarily. Uh, to, be more, to be more means. specific for, the, for that, like when you would see certain dialogue choices that you could make, of course, like usually being like Paragon, Neutral, or Renegade. Say someone asks me, like, how are you feeling today? And like the options could be like, oh, thank you for asking. It's like, I'm okay, or none of your fucking business. So obviously, Paragon, Neutral, and Renegade. For the top one, if I want Paragon, it might be like some random thing, like not even close to. Oh, thank you for asking. It'd be like, oh, I'm doing okay. And it was just like, that. obviously, I don't have a concrete example, but there were often times where you would have something, you would think it's going to say something, and it doesn't actually say that at but all. But that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, a lot of definitely right. Sh- shut him up means punch him in the mouth. Right. There was a great Fallout 4 mod that, re- because Fallout yes. 4 has the same exact problem. Yeah, There's a mod that replaces like the description with exactly what you're going to say. Uh, I personally, from both the game design and as a game, appreciate this system. You're giving the tone of what you're saying. You're not actually... I mean, a lot of times it would be too too long to write out all the text you're going to say. I would almost prefer if it said, like, respond angrily, respond friendlily, respond neutrally. Yeah, because... But then that that gets really boring. Then it's just like, oh, okay, picture... if, If you just have respond... Nice. Respond neutral. Respond angry. That, that gets really repetitively. It's just boring. angry, 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 angry. Yeah, angry, like to angry, say like angry, every angry. time. Yeah, but like okay, again, I, mean, I don't have a I don't have a concrete doing. example of this, but I remember one time that I was having a conversation with someone and I was trying to basically calm them down. So I picked something and like the way that it described what it was going to say, I was like, "Cool, say that. That sounds cool. Like 
nice and chill. And they said it, and the guy got pissed off and said, I was like, whoa, that's not what I <laughs> thought was going to be said. Uh, see, I didn't have that. I mean, I had that problem in Fallout 4, but in this game, I, I knew, like, everything I, I, I could tell enough to say, like, okay, this is, the, this is the nice answer, this is the neutral, and this is the go fuck yourself answer right i also appreciate it from from the game design aspect if you look at like uh we had to fight benezia a whole handful of times so we kept doing the conversation leading up to her over and over which that point uh, is annoying yeah it's really i got annoying, i yeah. got so many times I, I played that so many times that i had the um the conversations memorized so I, i'd be like top right middle <laughs> you know I, I knew exactly what so i could i could yep. skip having to read the descriptions on which but functionally anything you told to her she was going to respond the exact same way oh, really? and almost yeah, I the, guess, yeah. almost to the tone of the three different even though they look like three different options the tone they bring them back to well, almost I guess being the, the same conversation play out. like it, that's a main story arc so it has to play like it has to play out how it plays out but i guess the only part of the point of the conversation is just are you going to get more paragon points more renegade points or how is my right. going to approach this so speaking of Benezia, who killed and who saved the Rachni? Saved. 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 Oh, god damn it. You guys just murdered? No. Flat Will out made execute. me save him. I didn't want to. I wanted to kill him so what? badly. And we got a bunch of para- Paragon points. Here's the him. Renegade side that we're seeing from Polly now. Yeah, well, I, I was, it was to me it was pretty obvious. Like, Will's explaining it. If you know, if I played all the games, I would understand why the Rachni are bad folk and whatnot. But yeah, it's even in this game too. But in but yeah, we got paragon points for it because the thing is begging. It's like, please don't destroy my species, and you're like, yeah, all but... right, I won't destroy your species. Go live in harmony with your children. And I was thinking like we should probably just annihilate everything. But anything cornered is going to beg. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand what you're saying, but we probably should have just killed it. Come on, did you guys not would've... know that saving would be paragon and killing would be renegade? To me, it was. He, he... That's far too shallow. That, I understand Simplistic. the points that they gave us, but but it's like a super short-term view of what was going on in there, yeah. that situation. I understand your point. Like It may be more renegade option if we include what's going to happen future on in the timeline. But how is saving going to be... You know, Again, you can't assume any knowledge going forward games. But, okay. how, how could, but at, so at the, that point of, that, of the first game, how would, you, how would you ever think saving would be renegade? Because, because they you're just saving described all the things they've done in the past, destroy, and none of them were happy. Which would genocide the galaxy. Even the Citadel was mad at us for doing it, but it was still Paragon for some reason. Because but still, right. think like, about... I mean, is there, is there ever a situation where killing something is going to be yes. more smallpox? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of which, I just that's, learned about... Oh, shit, story. what's his name? That, that you're talking about... You're not, She's you're the guy that wrote the you're Prince. About Machiavelli. Virus you should read Machiavelli. But they, save, they keep the virus around so that they can you know, study it and do things to it later, right? So it's in the CDC in some building. You could just destroy it. Wilson thinks the same things about the Krogans. He thinks that they should be wiped out by the genophage. That's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Will's like, sounds like a paraphrasing. That sounds canon. So, so wait, okay, so then, I don't know, like, I thought that, like, I made this comparison before that the Rachni, to me, are like the Tok'ra versus Gold in Stargate, where, like, just because, like, they're a species, does it mean that that species itself is evil? Like, it can be good or it can be bad. And, like, even after... The queen basically is saying, like, please let us live. You let it live. She says, we'll remember you always. Like, we'll remember that you did this for us. This is more like saving a zombie. 
No, because the zombies because don't have more the, like saving the, the Krogans, which like, letting it live gives it the option that, to that. destroy like, the world. So what did you I had, know, this, but, but I had did this argument with, with Will. I was like, I know the renegade option is to let the Rogan, the Krogan, not um, ungenophaged. Right. I guess be is cured, the way to say be cured. It. Be cured. Yeah. However, Will was like, no, because the Krogan are bad and they'll just destroy the galaxy. Like, that doesn't matter. You can't say that they're going to just because they're like, just because they have to battle. <laughs> no, they haven't. Obviously, yes, the, the whole reason they basically genophage in the first place is because who? of what was going down. Yeah. You can either so be Stalin and eliminate all your possible threats preemptively, or you can actually respond to them as they happen. The exactly. genophage was a response. Damn it, Alberto. Exactly, but you're saying the the whole response was like, oh, the Krogan, like Pokemon the Citadel saying, our podcast. who is it, the, Asari made it? Is that right? No, the, the Solarians. Solarians made it. Saying like, oh, the Krogan are going to destroy the galaxy and then we, we won't be around anymore, so we're going to have to wipe them out. Like, that's you don't see that as a fucked up thing? Because they were destroyed. The Krogans them. don't believe that, though. The Krogans would... The Krogan... You, what? Just say that they're going to rule shit. Like, there's going to be one Krogan ruler and that will be... The universe. I think you're missing the part where there was a Wait. giant war where they were killing everyone. I'm not. But the Krogans obviously lost and were wiped out almost. And are The reason in, they lost was because species. of the genophage. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't understand, like, why a Krogan would have a problem with you saying, oh, yeah, the genophage should probably still be around. They should probably get wiped out because they could destroy the galaxy. So you would rather the galaxy is destroyed? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying a Krogan may, like, Rex may say, I'm not going to wipe out the galaxy. I just want my people to survive. And you can't say, oh, but no, I know you better than you do. You're going to wipe out the galaxy. Because they already attempted to wipe out the galaxy. I mean, they shouldn't always be judged on past actions unless somehow they're, like, I agree, programmed to do it. It's in their genetic I, would, I didn't, to, I didn't like, see anything that said, like, they were trying to destroy the galaxy. All I said is they're prone to always fight, always battle. The, That's the their lifestyle. The whole reason the genophage was in, created in the first place is because they were going crazy. Yes, but... but yeah, so, because so they the like argument, to battle. That's, their, that's, that's like saying the Klingons are, like... That's another thing I don't understand. How, does, how, did, the, how did the genophage... How, did that, how does that win the war when... The whole point of that was it made them sterile, right? So they couldn't yeah. reproduce. But that because would they take, fuck that would like take bunnies. generations. True. To they, so. they fuck really quickly, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're like bunnies. Okay, they're like, they're like bunnies. I don't know. Maybe that's a leap that I have to make. To, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't so, remember them saying that. So it, was, but it, okay. was, it, was, it was twofold. So it was like, as far as I remember, and the descriptions for that war, the Solarians. And wasn't there like like millions? Like, weren't they like, like super overpopulated compared to like every other race? Yeah. So, yeah. It, so it would still take... It would still take decades and centuries to wipe out enough to win a, a war. So, well, the yeah. thing is, it, even it if they are sterile, right? it wasn't. It wasn't just that. So, it wasn't. They didn't just like release the genophage and then do nothing else. Like they, they still had. Like they had a lot of losses of life for Salarians and Turians. Because as far as I remember, those were the two main. But how long forces. did this war go on after the after the I think genophage? decades. Because I'm gonna say it's gotta go on a long time. Because yeah. like like there's no way the sterile like the sterile will. I think that the galaxy. Dude, if we're going to argue about how long a genocide took, the Reapers' extinction of the Protheans is really where we should be focusing. Well, they describe that too later on. Where I know they went into but detail that's a about story. it, but still, it's the like Reapers kind of amazing. Like, supposed to be like, well, so what's the difference? So the, let me ask you that, Will. What's the difference between the Reapers wiping out everyone or the Protheans and uh, the Solarians wiping out the Krogan? Ooh, can I take that? You got it backward. The Krogan would have done the same thing the Reapers were doing. Yeah. So just like we're stopping the Reapers, they would have the wiped them out. They but should for stop the reasons. Krogan. 
But for different yeah, but at reasons. least yeah. then the Krogan, the Krogan would have survived. And conquer all, whereas the Reapers were just well, consuming that, everything. Yeah, the, the Reapers aren't gonna by that argument keep the Nate, galaxy going, but the Krogans would have. It just wouldn't have been the same. It would have just been science. It would have just been a Krogan society. Yeah, it'd be I, like barbarians and shit Krogan, like that. Rude. To bring it back to what we were talking about, the Rachni. Although we know, or you guys know, what's going to happen with the Rachni. Obviously, they're gonna come back up in just, this game somehow. Just me, apparently. Yep. Maybe Berto, but just me mostly. At this time <laughs> in the game, we don't know that they are going to do that. They could do exactly what that one queen said and just live peacefully in harmony with everything. They could. Know? So that's why it's a rene- it's a renegade option to kill them. Is this like The Walking yeah. Dead, where your your choices in game one can be carried over into game two? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah oh absolutely. definitely. So hold so on. Like what you bring do- a character. In fact, okay, so yeah. here's something interesting, and I was almost tempted to do this instead of playing the game. So if you remember, Mass Effect was a 360 exclusive when it came out. And then by the time 2 and 3 were released, they also were co-released on the PS3, which meant that Mass Effect 1 was actually released on the PS3 after Mass Effect 3. Mm -hmm. So what that means is when you start up Mass Effect 2, there's actually a thing that explains everything that happened in 1 and allows you to make all the important choices from it. And I almost did that instead of playing the game and showed up today and see how much I could blunder my way through. But well, I that didn't. would be the same if you just didn't play Mass Effect 1 on anything and started it up, correct? So there are, there like, are two yeah, things. Yeah, it's like how Walking Dead is. You could basically, so there's, like, there's can... like a graphic novel that's almost like Telltale Gamesy, where you're like, you go through and it's like, here, it like shows you a comic storyboard. This is the situation. What would you have chosen? So there's that thing to replace Mass Effect 1. But one of the things going into Mass Effect 2 is you can tell that they didn't actually record all of the things that they wanted to. And so they ask you a bunch of questions in the beginning of Mass Effect 2. Hey, do you remember what you chose back such and such? And that oh, becomes your... Oh, God, your I hate that. That's the worst in video games. It's, it's normally just minor stuff. But okay, but I hate when they're like... Is that a thing? Yeah. I was reading something um, one day when we get to recently, Mass Effect 2. And they were say. making fun of that. They're like, all this lore goes on, and, and your character is supposed to know it, but you as the player don't know it. So they, the, the other playable characters will bring things up, uh, being like, oh, so do you remember like how 100 years ago in this war we did this? And then, you know, and it's like, well, who the hell What did we do again? About? Yeah, who would ever and then you choose. like that? But it's just, yeah. who, who won World War Two? by yeah. the way? <laughs> do you remember? Okay, so the one of the cool things that the Protheans did is they had a cryogenic system which allowed a lot of their people to live through the extinction level event and actually the the VI was it a lot? How many? I, I was wondering. I wouldn't it say a lot. Like it was like a dozen by the end. Well, it, right. no, it, it, it started out as a lot. It started but they out, had to. No, no, but yeah. I, I know they said that. Like they started out like they had their. Their bunker full pods. of people, their power. scientists, and, and then the VI kind of, started killing. And then they had to like until... kill the non-essential, like the like the soldiers secu- yeah. or security. But like how, how they didn't really mention like how like you are we talking hundreds? Or there we were all thousands? the pods that were in that whole world. That entire yeah, but is it like one person per pod? Are we talking multiple people? I mean, in even pod? even if you assume one, on one per pod, Prothean per pod. Even if you assume one per pod, like that tunnel was, you went, you were traveling down it for quite a while. Yeah, they were. Lots. At least hundreds. The Protheans actually built a mini Mass Effect relay from Ilos to the Citadel, which I thought was super cool because at least at one point in the Citadel, you walk up and you're like, oh, somebody built a statue of a Mass Effect relay. That's pretty cool. And it turns out later in the game, hey, it actually is a Mass Effect relay. It's just really small. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I do kind of feel weird about the keepers in general, though. What do you guys feel about yeah, the keepers? So yeah, that was odd. That was I felt odd, uh, but then at the same time, the Damn green it. things that are I on the citadel, which are supposedly so I'm gonna say maintaining it. them. I'm gonna say this: okay. oh, the keepers yeah, are a okay, metaphor yeah. for Hispanic immigrants. The spider-looking things that you have, the guy wanted you to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're invisible, but they keep society functioning. Peeking. What? Yeah. Remember this game was developed in Texas. <laughs> I think a joke hit a little close to home. Wow, okay. I was gonna say I'm not gonna go too far back into this because we've decided to put it in Fast Bike 2, but based off of what we learned about the keepers, in the sense that at the very least the Reapers Maybe not created them, but like possibly spared their lives to could control them at the very least. Right at the start. Uh, to... Well, fifty thousand years ago, they could control them. Right, and that the fact that they, when the Reapers left, they kind of evolved to do their own thing. That no, is really no, cool. That's not, not what happened. Right. No, no. They, yeah. they were doing the Reapers' work until the Protheans kind of re- fucked them up. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Reinitiated. By, them. I thought that was interesting, but that. We'll come back to it in Mass Effect 2. But it wasn't on kind purpose, of right? They kind of just like they kind argument. of just like fell upon the detached them from Reaper control. It was kind of like they just like stumbled upon it, right? Well, they did it on purpose because they actually had the the Reapers jump into the Citadel, and so they they understood that that Sovereign or whichever Reaper was left behind for them had transmitted to the keepers yeah. to allow them to open up the citadel mass effect relay yeah they knew that the keepers turned on them so they knew that was something well, no, that i mean, I, mean I know they know but i mean like the way they, fi- they the way they figured out how to like break that they don't they they don't say like i think the vi even brings up he doesn't know how they did it but there was only a few scientists who made it over and somehow they managed that's to what i mean it just seemed like it kind of like just happened right okay. yeah okay. they don't talk about it there's probably a book out there Mm, it'll come up again. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Yes, Mass Effect 2 retreads Mass Effect 1 story. What's next on your list there, Will? You know, right as we're there at, toward the end of the game, one of the, the big, big decisions in the game is what happens to the co- council? Console? Council? Oh, yeah, the council. The console? Well, after this game, I, <laughs> I, I took my console it off and broke it, it over my knee. A lot of people bought a Microsoft 360 for this game, and people were complaining about <laughs> PlayStation 3 not having it, so there was a lot of Okay, so deals. what happened to the console? I saved them. There are like three or four different ways that that decision can play out, so I'm curious. I took the Paragon route. You saved them? Yeah, uh, I saved no, them. I added the human. I said that like we're getting our own spot on the council, so like... They're saved. And I saved them, added. but but I added and I added the captain as the as, uh, the, as the person. Not Ad, well, uh, Ad Anderson. Yeah, Ad whatever. Anderson. Yeah. 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 Not, Obviously. Well, did by, anyone by, pick Udina? Well, if I you guys were paragon, collective you, you silence. Have, I would have assumed you guys would have picked it. Yeah, complete <laughs> silence. Before no way, change, man. Before we change the option, we said that the council can fend for themselves, and then snickered. Really interesting. <laughs> so the council is that the 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 huh. three, main three races of the council die, mm-hmm. and. The result well, of the end of the game is that you instate a new council of only humans, yep. and you pick that's either, awful. You wow. pick either Udina or Anderson to be the lead of the yeah. new council. You're like, you guys are dicks. Obviously, this council wasn't doing a really good job, so humanity's going to take over from here on out. 
It's pretty good. I mean, I guess well, there's it's a pretty good given that they ignored the threat of galactic extinction. That's worse than like the <laughs> no, worst. Okay, hold on. Like the whole game, they'd say how like humanity like fucked up all these colonizations and we don't know how like the whole thing is like, oh, we're, we're strong and we're fearless, but we don't know how to do anything. And like, we don't know how to rule anything. But you guys just said, fuck it. We're going <laughs> <we're gonna laughs> to charge anyways. I mean, really, it's the most human thing they could have done. I'm going to play defense for the council for a second. Absolutely. This is like a huge social commentary, I think. If you hear from just someone no matter how credible they are that the reapers are going to come and destroy the entire galaxy you can't just be like cool let's just do what you say without anything else other than just them just saying that like if they like should have no believed me proof, that's all i'm saying I'm just saying, like, like, you, like, it's not responsible I to i, I can't make say that that, that didn't cross my mind like, when, they, when they were like i'm like you fuckers! I knew, like, I told you from the beginning this was happening. And you so one of the fun things, but in I this, still paragoned out and saved the, them. One of the fun things in this game is at the end of every mission, you have a call with the council. Yeah, and you can just yeah. totally skip and it. you can skip them. <laughs> but I always was like, Polly, we have to talk to them just so we can talk shit to them. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Those conversations were always such fun. Playing Renegade, I don't know if it was just playing Renegade with Will or not, but playing Renegade in this game was tons of fun. Like talking shit to everybody whenever you get the option to punch but you anybody. Still you were Paragon. No, we weren't Paragon. We we had more Renegade points. We just ended up with more Paragon points than we thought we would. There was one intimidation that we weren't able to succeed against Saren. The final one, yeah. The final intimidation. We just didn't have enough points for it. But know. everything else, we were. It's probably had something to do with saving the Rachni. Fucker. Well, <laughs> I also going back on it. I think it's because there was one level that we couldn't get at the very end of the skills bar. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's like a new game plus. You can only do that on new game plus. Although I think you did. You have the Paragon option for the the very end conversation with Saren. You being Alberto. Yes. So I. I did. Yeah. Too. I, I, had full, I, I had full. I had charm with that. Yeah. And I, I was like max. I I, I could charm my way into anything so, like, at that point which is why like so with at least with me what happened when i was chatting with Saren is by the end of it with you convince him to kind of like see your way he's like it's just too late for me and then he shoots yes. himself in the head yeah and i was he like that whoa i was like yeah i, was I, was, like, I, I thought was, that was yeah, cool. so we had a whole That's combat scene different. there we could have told the final intimidation i say we failed was telling him one final time because we told him he was indoctrinated probably a, a hundred times or something like that and he was like nah dude but <laughs> I'm gonna just drive home. I'll be cool. Like, <laughs> sure. Are you sure you have like glowing eyes and your face has technology all over it? You, you sure? Buddy? Dude, he was Dude, a Borg. Bra- I can spell he was a Borg. Nah, man, he I'm was good. a Borg. Yeah. Nate, yes. you said that you felt that you were invested in this game enough to finish it, even though you weren't really having a good time. Did you say that's about right? So, so this, yes. <laughs> so this game's really interesting in that. Banking on how much everyone enjoys the other games and how much everyone, except for one of my friends, hates the original Mass Effect. I played this kind of like for the same. Who's, yeah, who's, who's, who's that the friend? <laughs> Ripley. Ripley ah, loves. Okay. Ripley oh. thinks the original Mass Effect is the best of all of them. Oh, believe yeah, it or not, he likes the Ma- the Mako too, doesn't he? I, I don't. Believe uh, it. <laughs> I don't know if he would go that far. <laughs> I think. I mean, I don't, don't think he minds it, but I think it was more of a. In his words, this is clearly a passion project from the developers that very clearly just did KOTOR. And he really likes that whole vibe, which is interesting. But I've found that regarding this series in particular, I've heard so much about how good it is and how important it is that I kind of throw myself into it the same way I throw myself into a really long book, which is that the more time I spend in the world, the more invested I become. 
So I figured even though I wasn't really having a lot of fun, this was like an investment building exercise. And apparently I completely failed at doing that since I didn't really interact with the characters as much as I should. But I figure there's Mass Effect 2 for that. Yeah, that I don't really- don't feel bad because if Will didn't tell me that, like, you, oh, you, you should go talk to the crew, like I probably wouldn't have known it either. It's not too obvious. I talked to the crew, but I found myself skipping a ton yeah, of text. I, just I was just like, yeah. next, I next, love, next. But, but that's yep. what Nate wants out of a game. Also, I, yeah. so I will say... So I was I, like, it's way too... I'm like, I'm like I don't like really care or want to spend hours just reading text about this yeah, little backstory of this one but, character. I'm like... I thought if the I was dialogue super was super interesting. Like, the voice acting was bad. Like, I'm, I'm great. You know, it's awesome that they did that and they took the time to do it. But I'm just like, I don't know. I, was, I, I couldn't find myself the, drawn the, to spend enough time to invest. The only, you know. I, I agree with that. The only thing that really drew me in was the fu- when you fucking met the Reaper. And he was like, we are Legion. Oh, yeah. And that I was like, this guy, guy is interesting. Yeah. That was pretty yeah. cool. But did anybody else come across the time right near where your ship was docked? I forget exactly where it was. But there's a girl who, like, just escaped a slaver colony. And you had like this yeah. long conversation with her about getting yeah. out of that, and did, nobody enjoyed yeah. that dialogue. I thought I that, thought dialogue that was sounds great. familiar. I can't. I thought that was interesting, but to me, when you're going to do something like traumatic like that, it's all into the acting that kind of makes it either awkward yeah, the, or really investable. I agree, the voice acting was bad, but I was able to like disconnect myself enough just because I think it had something to do with being a renegade too, because we were like. All the fucked up to this yeah. girl. Who this is where escaped. your final renegade point did not come from. Did you have heart for this woman? No, no. But, 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 oh, but yes, we saved her life by telling her to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Basically, yeah, it was pretty neat. You should have punched her over. You're the like, edge. You were like, he would like one point. She was like, stop. She didn't say stop being a baby, but the the gist of it was like, stop being a baby. Other people have been through this. I've been through this. You're being weak. Just like toughen up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it was man like, comments. It, it was, uh, <laughs> but we saved her. Yeah, right. So it's kind of a. It, it was like, it, obviously not the the choice I would make in real life or anything like that. But it was like super interesting. It was a super tense and interesting conversation because she was like not bowing down or anything. She was like, "You monster," you know. And then you make it close enough to stab her in the neck with a needle. So, it, I thought that was like that was the first conversation where I was like, "Okay, this game is doing neat things with dialogue and with storyline and stuff like that." That part stood out for me. Blank stairs from the room. I really yeah, like that. One. I, mean, I that can't part really was cool, pick, but like, I, I remember vaguely that thing, but I can't picture where it was or what the character looks. It was like, on so. the top of the citadel, like the docking bay. You walked out right okay. by the Normandy. It just wasn't that big in my games. So what I, did you do? Was her? that early in the game? I was Paragon, so I'm sure I, it, it, when I talked to her, I would just. So you didn't inject her with anything. You just kind of like phrasing. I. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I just was like, oh, could have yeah, been worse. He could have said inserted. <laughs> True. So, what was the name of the big plant thing that was infesting people's minds? Oh, uh, I forget the name. Wow, that stumped everyone. <laughs> I also am at a loss. Uh, Victory Bell. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Pokemon. <laughs> Whatever the damn name of that big plant thing is, I don't know if you guys noticed, but it it looked like a reaper that was like an organic reaper. Did you guys notice that at all? Ooh, no, but that's interesting. Mm. I was thinking the same thing about the um, not really no. the keepers. Keepers don't but, look like reapers. Well, I don't have a good look at a reaper. <laughs> the only time I've seen a the reaper name. is the hologram in the conversation. Yeah, that's the what I'm talking about. That I was, thing, too, busy, that I was too busy killing. You didn't those think that, lo- that looked insect really like at all? That much. No, it looked Dude, like a this big... game. Oh my god, this game Thorian. sucked, and I love was it. it. Thorian. 
that connection will become more interesting later. So, Brian, you want to talk about some something where you thought Shepard was overpowered? No, 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 no. Well, it's more just a, a thing I've noticed lately in games. It's, you know, like I played a bunch of different games. I was playing Red Dead on backwards compatibility, same thing. Uh, Mass Effect has the same problem. You're you start out. Uh, you know, not all games have this, but some some games you just start out as a regular character and you build your strength up until you, you become this like super powerful character at the end. But in these games, you're supposed to be this super powerful guy or or woman, whatever, at the beginning. And like in Ma- you know in Mass Effect, especially like at the beginning, they they mention that like oh you're you know you're up for potential being a potential specter, which no humans ever been, and you you were on this this mission that nobody talks about, and you were the only one that got out. Awesome. And then you go into battle, and you're like, I can barely I do anything. So yeah. many times. And then eventually, quarter way to halfway through the game, you're like, oh, okay, now I'm getting the powers. Now I can see why he's supposed to be this super powerful, badass guy. And it's just, it's interesting to me the way that they, that games, it's almost, you know, it's tutorial for the, the player who doesn't know what to do. But it's just interesting to me that they have, the, you know, where they have stories like that, where you, you look at it and you're like, I just don't understand how, like, I'm supposed to be this powerful, you know, like, I feel, <laughs> yeah, I feel, just, I feel like just I can't even... a lot of narrative dissonance. It yeah. doesn't check out Yeah, first. exactly. It's this, this, it's how ludonarrative dissonance uh, shows up in this kind of game. Definitely. There's things like, you know, at the end of a Final Fantasy game, you're, like, fucking godlike doing... Oh, yeah, it. level 99. Yeah. yeah. You're doing, like, 9,999 points of damage. And you go and you go in the final cutscene, and it's like you're sitting and talking like you're a normal human. It's like yeah. there's this disconnect between the two right so yeah that was just like it's just interesting to me like games that do that and mass effect is a a classic example of that i think like for me what i actually what i kind of on the opposite end of that what i really liked about it was it made me especially early on it forced me to have to use my allies powers even if they didn't have all of them at first was playing the game and was just very yeah i have my two teammates with me as backup but i didn't really ever control them to do anything with any of their powers and i was getting just reamed over and over and over again and finally decided okay let's start trying to use it it wasn't normal for me but once i started doing that the game was smooth sailing actually me and polly had a similar thing where well the the only thing i really i don't know about what you were gonna say was the only thing i i thought of because we played as a sniper which oftentimes is close quarters combat, which makes it kind right. of difficult to be a sniper. But what I started doing on a couple battles that actually helped out a lot was not actually utilizing them, but like telling them to walk over to somewhere so they got shot at so I could right. snipe. <laughs> <laughs> Go over there and beat bait so I can, I can beat target practice over there. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I think oh, wow. in the beginning of the game when basically you had a snipe, where we played a character which had both tech and biotic abilities. Yeah. And yeah. so you're supposed to be using those to do both crowd control and damage as much as your weapon Mm -hmm. uh it doesn't quite work out that way but in general right and so when we started the game polly was like just sniper rifle just sniper rifle i'm like dude go into the other menu look at your abilities try this stuff and i was like all of a sudden he had that aha moment like oh this other stuff is how i'm supposed or how to approach this game so yeah i i I broke the game basically because after i got what's your name um What's the daughter's name? Liara or whatever. Liara. She has the ability that um, she can levitate all char- like these enemies into the air. Lift. Yep. Yeah. And 
that just makes the game so easy because I just have her in my party and I just like I just kept maxing that out for her. So I would just go when enemies would come out. She would lift them all up, and it was, it was just like shooting fish, literally shooting fish in a, in a barrel. Because I was just like, okay, they're up there and they can't do anything. And then after I max that out, she has the other one, which is like I think stasis or something, where they can't just freeze move. or something. Yep. I'm like same thing. I'm like, well, I was like don't they be, game just aren't, aren't way too? Aren't easy. they invulnerable though when they're in stasis? I can't remember. I they think were. stasis. I, I believe that's like, correct. I thought they it just do. held them in place. Stasis is, but lift. You can right, lift yeah. just holds them but off. Stasis lift was I good love. because she would use lift, then she would. There's a recharge period, so then she would use stasis on the other people who weren't lifted. Right. So the other people were just sitting there. Um, meanwhile, picking up the people who are on the air. But then by the time that they're dead, then the stasis people are back, and then I can focus on them. Right. Or, do you remember? And or she had lift back, and she lifted the other people. Yeah. Do you remember? I feel which like we should also reflect on. Not only is it a good point that it doesn't really make sense that we don't have a lot of strength to start, it's even more confusing that your allies also start out from basically nothing. Unless you're like a form of sovereign and you're like amping them up with just your mere presence. There's some of that in like the unity ability and the specter abilities yeah. where you're, you're just buffing up everything by virtue of being such an awesome leader. So can you explain the difference between tech and biotic really quickly? So tech is more for if you're going against, like, if you're trying to affect, like, shield, someone's weapons, or, like, an AI. Like, there's uh, hacking for that one. Do you mean their okay. use or their where they come from? I'm going to uses. Is that and what just, you're asking? Uh, like, in that, like, when you pick your uh, squad, they have different abilities. Like, yeah, what are those useful for? Okay, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so yeah. So, like, so tech is that. Biotics yep. is more for you think of like telekinesis in a sense so like the lift abilities or the things that have okay. to do with like actually like moving things with i got gotcha. kind of um, crowd control yeah what was the what's the energy it's just dark energy that you're manipulating right zero, from the book zero oh matter. gosh the book does that make sense though nate or like do you have other questions about biotic or tech or so in general i think the weapons and tech Polly was having a really good time with it i don't know like, there was stuff like it was never too clear to me exactly like how who I could use against and stuff like that. Like, I wanted to get the lift power, but at the same time, it was like, am I going to be able to lift anybody? Uh, or am I going to be able, yeah. able to lift some people? And, like, the whole, like, disrupt. I wasn't too... It wasn't too clear on exactly what it did and things like that. Like, towards the end of the game, yeah, obviously, like, take out their shield first and then use a sniper rifle on them and stuff like that was, was cool. Okay, but I often forgot. I don't know if you remember that or not, but I forgot about it a lot of time. Like you said, I was just trying to shoot everybody. I got so frustrated with the combat, I just turned down the difficulty f to filthy casual. <laughs> For me, I actually, like, the tactic that I went into battle with was actually less on focusing on getting rid of their shields, but more trying to overheat their weapons. <laughs> That's interesting. So that would be a tech ability? Yes. Uh, and it hmm. was sabotage, if I remember correct. I was going to ask who we usually brought into combat. I know it kind of depends on what we're doing, but did you have, like, a favorite? When I finally came back... So I started playing one last year or two years ago and then i stopped for a bit and then started playing it again when we were getting ready for this podcast so i can't remember before but afterwards coming back i pretty much always stuck with for the vast majority of the time rex and garris nice that's probably i never used them once <laughs> really really liara oh, and usually like god liara actually and liara was so great she was just that lift and stays it was like i was like just sleepwalking through combat mm. whenever we could we had the charlie's <laughs> angels team of ashley tolly tolly and oh tolly was the other one too like if if one of them like if ashley Lily or Shepherd. something like in that you know the mission where she's like 
oh, we're going to leave her behind so Tali would take over. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I really liked our character, our character design. That's she had like cool. this sweet scar on her face and she was... Uh, Black lipstick. Yep. She I was, hope like, I get a chance rescued. to redesign my character at the beginning of 2. She was you, rescued from a... There is a reason why you will be able to do that, yes. She was rescued from oh, a boy. slave planet. Well, that doesn't make being sense. Killed, and then she was... <laughs> I uh, need to get plastic surgery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a reason why it will make sense. <laughs> okay. That doesn't um, work. But more yeah, I, I usually brought Tali and Garrus. Actually, it started out as Tali and Rex, but then it evolved into Tali and Garrus. Rex kind of seemed cool. I mean, I, I like I just didn't bring him, but I, I wasn't a. Garrus just seemed to, I don't know, just didn't like. I was just like I didn't get. He was like a logical dude. Yeah, and wasn't he was the reporter, right? Wasn't he? No, the he was CSAC oh, officer. What? Oh, okay, police C-Sack. officer, okay. basically. Well, who's the other guy then? Um, the guy who was investigating, not reporting. Or maybe it was him. There were a couple of investigators. Well, I guess uh, just, he like, was. He was investigating something, but he was, of, he was totally he was investigating because he was a cop, like a detective, not like a oh, maybe journalist. But either way, I was, maybe that was it. But I was just like, eh. I just kind of was just like, what do you like? What's the point? And I was just like, he seemed like a weird throwaway character, so I just didn't use him. Got it. You didn't trust Turians. <laughs> I love the Turians. But really, the thing I was trying to get at is the technology in the world. How the oh, Mass yeah. Effect system is this. That's what you the meant when you said, Paul, of, you, were, you were digging it. Absolutely. Like, the the way they justified their space magic was great. You go, go into the... But there's um, space magic and space technology. Yeah. And they were both... Like, the explanations for them was awesome. In the... Uh, what is it? Codex. The Codex. You can go in and listen. It was cool how they had a narrator for a lot of that stuff. But you could go in and read about it all. And the way the ammo works, how it Ooh. slices off, like, little particle-sized pieces of something and shoots them at a velocity that makes it not matter what size everything's infinite ammo yeah. in this game oh yeah that is cool i did not read the codex once the codex is stupid Nate, interesting what Nate. the hell man <laughs> like i didn't like spending time in this game like if you like hearing about how like things in star trek work like this game is awesome at that, that <laughs> you like really hearing how space fun be, space I, I bullshit works and we how we made up things listen to this it, it is 50 neat, hours like, it worth is of stuff. cohesive it all like, works together the reason that the I'm weapons kind of work the way they my do. time until two really gets me into it i almost wonder if it's one of those things that'll be like gives the you the book big middle me finger. get more into this game i wonder if two will help me get more into this game like come like, back and do it again like one know? of my favorites was they described how you send it might have been actually in the book how they described how you send messages to people and things like that like how pretty much how space email works and it's, it was just like it's explored so in the book technical. but they talk about it briefly in the in the game it was so technical but it made sense in the world and it was also like a conceit as to why somebody wasn't made aware of something it, it was cool I, I really liked the i don't know what you'd call it like deep fiction or something like that yeah, like the lore. No, it's something also, else. Also, world building kind lore, of yeah, because also like the way the species interacted with each other and like talking about this age-old war and the first conflict war and things like that. All that stuff, I eat that shit up. Like all that backstory. There was probably enough of it in this game, but you could have given me more and I would have taken more of it. We kind of had to rush through probably the later half of the game. And that's the one thing I was sad about is I didn't get more chance to check out more of the Codex stuff. Like even just even just going to the worlds and like reading about these different planets and shit like that. To me, yeah, really yeah, I understand what you mean. Like it's cool that it's there. It's just that, yeah, I guess in this typical you know first world problem, right? There's so much content out there nowadays, and of so many different media. Yeah. Like it's like, do I really have time to invest? And you really need to to really read all this stuff. And then if you really want to get super into it, like read the books outside of the games. Yeah. There's already a million things I want to get to that I don't have time. Like, do I want to spend another 
200 hours getting into Mass Effect, so I was like... Yeah, really yeah but Nate's probably going like, to hate this game because he played through the game without reading any of this and just doing the action. And the that's action all the things that he likes. Like, <laughs> the worst part of the game is the action, so Nate, it's like... Nate, Nate only cares about story and only played the game well, and yeah, d- ditched a, the entire story. It's like... Yeah, yeah that is kind of true. I only cared about story, but I didn't really do any of the things in this game that actually were the story. I mean, to your I, credit, like, though, exploring the ship was a pain in the ass since he couldn't s- sprint and also the fucking elevator. Hold on, the ship or the citadel? The Both. ship was a f- the ship was full. So I spent, it was it so was slow enough too on the ship. Time in the front half of the game exploring the citadel, trying to figure out what the hell the map was talking about. How yeah, that works. The Citadel was never just really, ridiculous. Never and, figured and, and, and it out. Like, it like, they tried to put these was, signs up, and I'm like... Yeah, and I, I read everything, like, and I explored everything, and I was like, this is like, not interesting like, at all. No. There, no. There, the thing is, it was really just like fake depth. Like They made it technical for no reason to make it seem like this world was bigger than it actually was, because really there was only a few places you could go that yeah. had anything, other than that was just hallways that looked sort of cool. What this game could have very much used would have been a quick, or just a button that you could have the full map overlaid yes as you're running or just a very so quick nice. like click this button okay that's where i am go back as opposed to going into the save menu yeah. and going i don't know i never map. use this overlay map i would have probably oh. hated this game if if i didn't do any of the dialogue options or do any of the <laughs> the reading of the story like because the action is not where this game is at at all like the whole well neither rich, is the inv- rich mm. backstory i wonder if me. because you guys played renegade is the choices and the dialogue more fulfilling really. because like this i played game Parag- feels like it's i played paragon, paragon so and a lot of it okay. was just like yeah you know i feel bad for you don't worry i'm gonna save you and it was yes. just like the problem with okay, renegade like, is you they, were able to say like one sentence and completely warp people's minds it was like you were sovereign too yeah but but one of the things is like like will brought up how you like play renegade as devious and yes you could do that but the thing is the speech options weren't devious at all there's no time when it seems like you're lying it seems like you're constantly telling the the exact truth is renegade like well i think it has to be right because you're, no humanity is the only you're option still, you're still, but you're, you could have i mean said, you're like, renegade oh, yeah, but you're still a protagonist side, buddy, and then you're still a protagonist you're still your ultimate goal and you're still trying to save but whatever even though you're like, it would you're, have been so much easier to lie to the council and to pretend you're on their side while you're doing your own thing as a renegade, instead of like telling them like, but again, no, you guys that would are be wrong. like more like That's a good what point. Saren, you originally think Saren is before you find out he's being controlled by like the Reapers, but like you think like, oh, he's just out for himself and he doesn't, you know, he's a uh, he doesn't care. But at least from what I seem to see, renegade again, I didn't really play it, but it seemed to be like that you're just a you know like I don't give a shit protagonist go you know like i don't care care for your crap and there's different levels to it you're you're like that with the council but with like other people you're more like strictly military that's what i noticed yeah that's okay that's the same thing yeah you you are you don't want to relate to anybody or anything like that most of the renegade options are like do your job soldier shit like that where you're just yeah exactly but that's not like not warm but that's not like hey i'm I think the best example of the depth that can be around the Renegade play was one of the the first quests we we did, and we talked about this a little bit in some places. So um, forgive me if you've heard this before, but there is a guy who, after the battle on Eden Prime, he wants his wife's body back. And oh so, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. So you can walk over to the paper paper pusher who's taking or who's got his wife and you can just fucking renegade tell him release the body now and that's it but that's only just like a tiny renegade option so we were like nah he can keep the body he can use it to develop technology for the the humans which you know seems a little more insidious in general go back to the guy and be like 
fucker, leave. You're you're never getting your wife back. Let it go. Yeah. Right. We, it's like way more you, like renegade tell, to postpone the behavior. Pretty much, we told him like, you have to be strong. We need we need her body body more than you do to win this war. Right. And like saying that to her was that's a great example. Like that was when Renegade was at its best. There was times in this game where it was like kind of cheesy. I imagine it was like that in Paragon too. Well, Paragon had that same exact thing where you could just be like, "Okay, no, you need to return the body now." There was but, some more subtleties, but not as many as I would. It seemed liked. like I could also pick that same thing of like, "Oh, well, okay, I can understand why you need the body for research, and yeah, just make sure you get it back to them, you know, the person within, you know." And for an early game with dialogue options, it, it was pretty good. I thought the dialogue was bad. Yeah, it was better, way better in Kotor. Interesting. So that's really interesting. I was really hoping that someone would talk to me about Kotor. Was how much of this game felt like that game? I mean, it's a similar style in in terms of like, hey, you're building out this party and you're you're the main person and you can. So choose. it doesn't really feel like a new theme and a new world for the same old type of game. It feels it, it feels like they took Kotor. The systems feel different because yeah, one's a shooter like, and the other's a turn based strategy. Okay, fair enough. Well, no, it's not stop turn-based. and turn, stop and I go turn based. Yeah. It's not turn-based. I mean, you still... It's it's you still closer. It's like real-time turn-based. It's (laughs) (laughs) real-time turn-based. Kind of like like biotics. Real-time turn-based strategy. (laughs) (laughs) But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, yes, this is more... But I also felt that Kotor's built-in Star Wars, so it has the built-in... It does have an immediate Like, again, it just seems like they just came up with let's just come up with a bunch of space bullshit and make a story around it whereas like culture was more like hey we already have some things that you're kind of familiar with or even if you're not familiar with star wars like this stuff's been around and been like worked on and fleshed out longer that it seems more for being bullshit it seems less bullshitty <laughs> i appreciated the world in mass effect a lot so saying like make up all the space bullshit i think that's what you were just saying kind of well i mean a hurts. lot of it is yeah it was like oh okay we're gonna i, I give them credit for like hey this is how we're gonna make this idea of this mass relay where you can then it can shoot you and transport you to this far away distant planet in no time at all but at the same time it's like well they just came up with that so that you would have a way to say i'm going to travel to this planet and that they made up this stuff to make but they could have just said it's a warp drive well yeah but that's basically what they did except they didn't want to just flat out there's blatantly there's copy Star more Trek. detail like, in the in the mass yeah. effect system they they talk about it in several places How like it works and that, like that you can get to every it feels like you can get to everywhere in the galaxy but the charted known galaxy is like two percent you can only get to a tiny fraction of what's actually out there okay, because I, there are yeah. no mass effect relays again in, in I, I, I i give them you know what i a want the gameplay for... of this game to be freelancer yes I want the same jump gates. I want the same feeling of when you're in the outer systems. It feels totally different and crazy. This game, you never feel like you're anywhere except for, well, I don't know. Go ahead, Brian. Well, yeah, well, I was just meaning like, yeah, like A plus for explaining and, and coming up with backstory for the space bullshit. But it's still, at the end of the day, space bullshit. Like, yeah, which it's, is fine. It's still a space <laughs> opera story. Which is fine. They, I, I'm they, not, I feel like, like they invested enough richness but, in the world. To make it actually interesting, as there's like tons of space opera stories out there that aren't interesting at all. Okay, yeah, no, yes. I, I'm not saying Mass Effect is. I, I, trust me, I'm not putting it down in a way. You know, I'm not saying like this is garbage, but I'm just saying like I'm not ready to be like 
I don't know, it seems like maybe you guys are, and definitely a lot of other people out there that are like, oh my God, this story is so amazing, and they came, the way they came up with this stuff, and, and it's like... Yeah, I'm not feeling it yet. I completely agree with you, Brian. I'm waiting, because I know that everyone says this is the weak point, so... Yeah, I mean, maybe two gets better. I mean, three... Maybe the books are weaker, but, you know... Of the I'm games. in this odd I, point. Also, the ending of three wrong. I've heard is, like, garbage. Don't so get me wrong. I'm so not far, expecting much there. So far, I think the story actually is, like, cheesy as hell. I just... Appreciate what I'm saying is I appreciate the Mass Effect world, like, but isn't the story like the where like the lore is like a lot of the lore yeah, the is based is what it's around take to get me into the world the story, right? You know, like this whole thing of now we have this mass, you know, these Mass Effect relays. Well, why was that? It was because of the fact that the Protheans, right, and you know, and the Reapers. So, like all this lore and all this back stuff that came about is supposed to tie into the story. And it's supposed to support the story. Yeah, but I mean, like the way I look at it is uh, this this world is interesting to me as like if if I was really able to invent a character that lived in this world or something like that. The story is just kind of cheesy. But this this world and the the possibilities that this world brings to light and things like that, the way that like humanity all came together when they found out there was all these alien species and the way the inner politics between aliens work and the way that there's some likenesses and some differences between other species and us that that kind of stuff is what's interesting the technology and shit like that like that's that's star trek you know we have we have we have the federation that's fine but i'm just but that's my point i'm not saying mass effect is bad but i'm just saying it's not this fresh unique you know no uh, concept that came out of nowhere like i'm like and that's fine. I mean, everybody steals from everybody, right? It's it's, it's the way... classic thing. And it's not like they blatantly went out to ape Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, whatever else that, you know, they borrowed from. But it, it just seems I don't I'm not going to give them like this amazing like, hey, you guys, you guys did something that nobody else had any, you know, uh, idea had to do. And, you know, you really like like like. Kotor, who was also was also you know like I think same thing a couple years earlier in this game are more interesting than Star Wars species. Like, that's oh no, how serious I am. I no. totally agreed. I don't easy hands down. <laughs> like I think that they did really good on the world in this game to that level where it's not only is yeah, like the species are things cool like, things like that and, and the technology. If you read about the technology, it's it's just as as neat as learning about how like the transporters work in Star Trek and shit like that. Like. That stuff is fucking really neat in this game. And I, I don't want to like undermine it or anything like that. Like to me, that's like the strong point of it. Think about like the 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 Hanar, the the Valeri, Volar, Volar, Valerians. Valerians. That's the Volus. That's the Volus. Yeah, Volus. That's the one. Uh, what's the what's one that Valerian looks like from? a big elephant? The, oh, um, those are great. The uh, oh boy, they're like the merchant guys. Okay, well, I think you meant to say playing Pokemon. Nate, you made a comment about like, there's an odd number of bipeds for yeah. other species. I actually think that that and I'm again not quoting any reference right now. I think that I did read somewhere once that that's actually an evolutionary theory. Yeah, they where, made the statement that that's like evolutionarily advantageous. Right. So I think that that's perhaps why no, they they address it in this game. They they Do talk they? about how um, yeah the Reapers are specifically pulling out races that the, the the reason that most of the main council races look really similar is mm-hmm. because it's all of the reapers them ah, guiding genetic the way. selection interesting mm-hmm. yeah guide which is why things like the hanar the fucking big jellyfish are super rare right because they are one of the like not evolutionary advantageous. Wait, creatures. are they Elcor? Yeah, Elcor. Elcor is the other one. See, but I, I, the Elcor, the Hanar, these guys have developed on their own, not being brought up to buy the Mass Effect system like everybody else is. See, that, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like A plus for 
explaining away reasons they they didn't want to do. That's per, you know that's a great example. Like okay, we really don't want to you know like and it, it works takes expensive. It's expensive to I mean, make it's, resources it's cool. that to render. You know, you're, you're tons of, of, the, like, total, of spe- like... species and, ton- and tons of different characters at the same time. So it's easier just to make a basic human model and tweak the look of it to make different species. But we're going to explain it, the reason... And, and, and the ex- explanation is perfect. I'm not saying that, like, it's they just pulled something out of their ass. Like, that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, this is exactly what I'm talking about with this, with this story, this lore, is that... They pull stuff in for whatever reason, whether it's they need to ex- explain something, and then they just explain things around it to make it work. Yeah, I see what Which you're saying, but that's like a fine. really pessimistic the, view of it. Thinking like it's not there pessimism, could, but there could be somebody who was like real excited about this whole the creator of the story. I have this fucking awesome idea for why not. It could it, it's possible. What I'm saying is, it's possible it could have not been a solution for their plot hole. It could have been like his whole idea that he based these characters off of. But, but that's like, he never could the have case. thought up the okay, yes. after he thought up sure. that conceit. That's is it a possibility? Yeah, it's a one in a, a billion chance that that. I mean, if you look at any major franchise, right? Look at Gene Roddenberry or George Lucas or whoever. You know, or the guy I forget the guy who created Ender's Game, right? You look at like their, a uh, racist Mormon guy. Yeah, well. <laughs> you look at like you you ever see interviews with them where they talk about or like if their original scripts or the original ideas get out and you see like how fleshed out it is and it's so rudimentary basic that you're how did we end up with this universe of stuff and it's because other people come in and yeah. add their ideas it's not get- the one guy who had this grand vision of this is going to connect this dot to this one and this is going to it's no it's like I have this small idea I'm going to do whatever a space RPG adventure and I'm going to have this main guy who's human. And, he's gonna, and then everybody else that you bring in adds all this extra lore. Stuff. Yeah. It's not the one it's guy. It's possible that's the thing, but that's not the way I'm looking at it. Like, to me, it's more exciting than it is a solution to their dumb plot problem. Have you guys ever seen the movie Zootopia? Has anybody watched Zootopia? No. I have no. Okay, so this is going to fall a little bit flat. But one of the cool things about Zootopia is the whole idea is that it is a world where there's no humans, but all of the animals have become human-like. But one of the coolest things about the design in that movie is all of their architecture. There's, like, everything's built in so that there's, like, three doors for a mouse to walk through, a a rat to walk, or, you know, a fox to walk through, or a giraffe to walk through. There's stuff like the, the train has special... Um, like bubbles on the top so that the giraffe who's sitting on a train doesn't have to like have his head out the thing. The whole world is built in these super cool ways to accommodate um, Giraffes, creatures apparently. creatures of all different <laughs> kinds of shapes and sizes. But like that is the only time that I have seen creatures of that wide of variety like existing together. Like that's what the Citadel on Mass Effect should have been like you have these huge giant Elcors walking yeah, through the room exactly, and tiny vol- Volus. I agree with you, Brian. That that's what it should have been. But again, their their but, justification for making everybody human like. But that's understandable. This is not like me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying like, well, fuck EA for doing this. Like, you have a, you have a, a team of X size, and even even big companies like EA, which have big teams, your your team is still way limited to what you could you really want to do so you only have so much 
you can put into making resources. Yeah, you can, you can and, pull and, off the grand story vision, or you can pull off the really fine details of and like, like the hardware of the time you're also yeah. dealing with. Like I mean, the PS3, the 360. Like you can only do so much. You can only put so many characters, uh, AI controlled characters on a screen at one time before the frame rate jumps to you know zero. I understand we have to take some liberties, and I, I give them credit for saying like, hey, we had to take some liberties to make this game, but. Here's some explanation that that actually kind of fits with why maybe we wouldn't have we would have mostly bipedal human like creatures instead of just four legged or six legged. There or eight-legged, is some you know. four legged though, and there's that thing the like a jellyfish. Okay, in this. so I got two more points before we get to the end here. Uh, the one is we did a quick podcast that should go up around the same time as this podcast for the Mass Effect book. At the time, a lot of us were saying that reading that book made us feel better about playing the game um do you do you guys still feel that way does it feel vice versa do you feel like you've definitely having played the game you feel the book is any better that kind of thing yes especially like especially with saren seeing his downfall in our version and hearing about him shooting himself in your guys version means so much more to me having read the book where it really got a lot of saren's backstory actually yes i don't know why this happened for me but so like i remembered what saren looked like (laughs) in the game and then i i listened to the book and for some reason during the book i had this image of saren as just like a regular looking turian garris but in a red yeah. suit and so then when i went back to the game i started playing and i saw saren at for the first five seconds i was like who the fuck is this oh <laughs> i was like what man yeah so it was so i was saying this before the podcast like i i liked playing mass effect a lot more after having read the book but i'm glad that i had a little bit of experience playing it then reading the book and then playing it back again yes because it also Completely. made me realize how well they described some of the things like when they're describing like the mass relays in the book it was like exactly how it is in the game and like just like certain things like certain like citadel the way it closes yeah, it ex- up and everything like yeah that. it was so cool seeing that oh, happen man. in the game and yeah so i'm really happy we did that yeah like uh, it's possible to make an argument where you could almost feel bad for Saren because, like, having known his backstory, like, what his original views were and how warped that got after all his time with Sovereign and everything like that. Oh, that's interesting because I, I, I did not read the book. I was not on, on the podcast you're referring to, but I actually did feel bad for him. Yeah, like and as playing as a paragon, like, a... like at the end, my my character was basically like, "Look, you're being controlled. You don't know this, but you're being like you're not even tr- you're not even in control of what you're saying or doing. Trust me, just come with me. I can save you. I can get you away from it." And he's and he's still like, "Uh, you don't understand, you know, like I, I, you know." And then at one point, he does kind of like snaps out of it for like a second. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you know." He's like, he's like, you know, you have to kill me. You have to get rid of him. And I'm like, "No, don't worry, I'll save you." So, like, I actually did feel bad for him without yeah. even, like, reading like, the book. He Spoiler starts... for the book, I talked about it, how, like, I didn't have a lot of compassion for him. Like, I thought he was, oh, like, yeah. a sociopath and things like that. But after playing the game, seeing how his story ends up, like, I thought he was going to be carried throughout this series. And seeing where he ends up, like, now I actually feel kind of bad for him. And, like, I understand more of his He always had this kind of like galactic-scale view. Mm-hmm. Which le- leads well into the way that Sovereign corrupted him. Yeah. yeah. I had one more thing, but you just reminded me of one of the th- coolest things I think in this game is fighting on the Citadel. Yes. Like fighting on the outside and Sovereign oh. attacking the Citadel. Yeah. That's a really good skybox. Did you give me an uh? 
You didn't like yeah, that? Yeah, that's awful. You didn't like it? It was weird. That's it where was, I really realized. It really cool. That's, and then yeah, that's where I completely really realized repetitive. the environments are so flat and repetitive. Yes. That I was, was a like, really good skybox. You could look up and cool. you could see traffic yeah, trying to like, evacuate the city and shit. Yeah, and I looked cool, up and I was, I was like, "That's like, cool." Uh, Too bad I can't jump in this dumb game. I was like, oh, oh, this is the it same environmental makeup. Oh, you didn't know the jump button. What? What? You didn't know the jump button. <laughs> you almost fell for that, but oh, it wait, would, there's a jump button. It wouldn't, it wouldn't even make Paul sense. Paul couldn't even figure out the vault after like three times. It, it wouldn't make what? sense to jump. No, it's not outside. that I couldn't understand the vault. vault. It doesn't say vault. It says mount. And, oh, mount. And there yeah. was a bunch Giggity. of turrets around shooting at me. So I was like, "Is there some way to mount a turret?" I thought that at first too. Mount and vault aren't the same thing. I don't care what you say. Will where? <laughs> no, it's mount? true. So you when you were you, like when you were like uh, like running up. around, yeah, like if you were at a place where there was the level above was just like a, almost like a step or like like hip half body, like, yeah, like hip height, it would say yeah. to mount. But yeah, I agree with Polly. Mount usually means never. I'm gonna mount onto something <laughs> and yes. ride it. They, they got that <laughs> part <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, vault. absolutely. Texas so. apparently has a different definition of. Mount. One thing I will say mechanically <laughs> is that God. <laughs> One thing I will say mechanically well, is that we really like to ride stuff. <laughs> when you ran up to a ledge, that you auto crouched behind it, or you auto at least got behind it. That annoyed crouch, the fuck out of me. Sometimes I would rather have a button. Because yeah, that annoyed the hell. Really didn't work for me if you're trying to. Crouch. Oh, okay. Yes, as a sniper, I mean, like I agree with that. Very I'm just happy there was a feature of being on the wall because I didn't. Yeah, even I, I that. did not like the auto the snap. Like it, in the, it, sometimes it didn't work. Like it would sometimes yeah. it would snap me, but then sometimes I'm like, okay, I actually want to get you know around, yeah. and, and it would. I'm like, okay, come on, I keep the, and my character looks like it's like would, having a seizure. I would <laughs> absolutely appreciate like, more control in it between uh, snapping to cover, crouching, um, running things like that. Like we're just it was hard to. Control. I was gonna say other games like uh, like obviously Gears. Red Dead did it pretty good too. Like I, I played well, recently that like where you had the button that the it's just auto lock on isn't it no no i'm, talking about, the sna- I'm not talking about the, the gun i'm talking about the, the snap to behind the cover oh yeah i couldn't believe that some of the side quests had the same exact environments on the planets they'd move crates around in a room but it was the same layout yeah and just like unused rooms would be empty i was like oh oh my god really also yeah, a I- lot of the ships like if you ever they did a lot to get if you did like a side mission like run a ship a lot of the ships had the same kind of layout they did yeah. a lot Go to ahead, try man. and hide scale in this game. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, of course. I mean, you, you, you know, you're limited by the time and the hardware. And you can only do so Yeah, much. I'd be curious where the budget went in this game. It seems like a lot of its strength lies in its writing and the amount of written content and the fact that the writer of the game is the same as the writer of the books and that sort of thing. And a lot of the art assets are reused, and that's reasonable considering the scale of the game and the time. And I'm sure, was this the main thing Bioware was working on at the time? Yeah, it had yeah. to have been. I mean, does this feel like similar levels of scale to their other games where they feel big, but it's kind well, of. Well, you got to think Dragon trick. Age 2 is the same dungeon over and over again, right? And that was afterwards. It, what? Really? Yeah. They didn't learn their lesson at all. Well, I mean, I mean, tons of games are like that. I mean, you look at. Yeah, but most even games now. Wait, days. really? Dragon Age? Dragon Age 2? 2. Huh. Did you play that game at all? No, but I just like, assumed that this had kind of evolved beyond this for them at this point. They have much bigger budgets now, I assume. Now the dungeons are like very much the same dungeon over and bigger over Bigger budget doesn't always mean better. <laughs> I guess you're right, yeah. Not everything bigger is always better. Well, 
Damon mm, Alberto. Like, yeah, like repeated, enough. like they, what they have is repeated rooms. So you like you'll go into the same exact room in different dungeons. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. Is that, the, is that the game that's like, like shuffled? Like, it's like randomized each time. What order? I don't think okay. it was shuffled. I think it's just they didn't design too many dungeon rooms. Well, you can only fit so many. Even yeah, I mean, if you can develop things. You can only I, fit I so many assets where it on comes disc, from. It's fair. You, you have so much time. The thing is, I didn't. I didn't realize that too much in this game. Did you? Mm, oh, man, I mean, really? I see it. I mean, I don't know. Like even the, the ending, which was kind of cool, where you're like you're outside the citadel again. Like the beginning, I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I'm looking around. And I'm like, you could see, like you said, you could see people running in event. But then like, you get to where it becomes sort of flat. It looks like you're flat, but like I guess you're still supposed to be climbing. But okay, this is just the same environmental layout as any other battle it's just they yep. made it darker and grayer to be I, outside I thought of a fun point i had it sometime just because you were talking about repeating environments we were driving the mako and there was we had to go through two gates and they were both like exactly the same pretty much there was like an upper level to the gate where you had to go up and open the door so mm-hmm. the first one we drove yeah. the makeup up there got out walked yeah. up the stairs and killed all these dudes and the second one it's like it looks exactly the same so i just aimed the Mako at the roof of the building up above the door and started shooting at the specific places where people were and killed everybody in the <laughs> building and just walked up <laughs> and hit the gate. And Will was like, how did you know they were there? I was like, because that's where they were last time. Yeah. <laughs> Although, oh, yes, that, that the, could be a flaw in gameplay. I thought it was, was that the stupid water, fun. <laughs> the one where you're like kind of driving, but it's also like watery watery yeah yeah, like, that, one, yeah that, was good, that was yeah I'm, that was exactly the same thing yeah the gates are exactly repetitive. that was a good level yeah I, I i remember saying to will i was like i would probably vacation here this looks like a nice place i like the storm on the horizon mm-hmm. yeah all right so the last thing that i wanted to go uh, around you know we've been talking a, a hell of a lot of shit about this game and my gut feeling is that i think probably you guys tended to like this also maybe maybe some more than others but what I want to do is I want each of you to tell me one thing about this game that you thought was really cool or really enjoyed one of the two. Alberto's struggling. This is a big question to like, is, yeah. lay on our laps at the end <laughs> of the episode. Shit. Though it wasn't exactly like it, it does... What I really like about this game and what it's always really made me want to play these games is the fact that you are interacting with different species and i'm a huge star trek fan so i like the amount of time like the the amount of depth that they have of backgrounds with each different species of course i didn't get to explore it as much as i wanted to because i had to finish the game for the podcast but i really like how they incorporate all of that and they take the time to do that and it's not just a point and shoot game but it's a okay do a little bit of reading learn some stuff about some other people and see how they interact and also kind of to an extent understanding that there is a tolerance that people have with interacting with people of different species not necessarily just different genders it just becomes like a that that's not even um races or genders but like it's no longer like you no longer have that it's like okay you're human you're turian how are you as a human i don't care you're a human and it was it's kind of nice to see that for me paul here i guess mine is kind of similar to alberto's as but but maybe deeper than that the species are definitely super interesting to me the whole as i said before the world is really interesting to me but like the the way that this story or the this world opens up my imagination at least is really interesting to me i would wholeheartedly like day one purchase a game that went through what it's like for the tellys race's name again torian no wait quarian quarian 
the way that they're all desolate living on this ship and how their whole race changed and things like that. Like that kind of story. Oh man, or, I got a game for you. Or the Krogans, their, I, yeah. their downfall, what yeah. it used to be, their war. Oh like, man, I got another game for you. There's... What came to is it Mass about? Effect Two? Will <laughs> I was just gonna say it's a Mass Effect and, and Three. Well, yes. well, that's the thing. Like these, the way Good. that th- these stories are set up. Like that's the thing. This game it feels like a big setup for this world, and I'll probably be let down. Although, like I've heard great things about Mass Effect Two and everything like that. The way my imagination is going, there's like this rich world to discover, and Mass Effect One obviously didn't do it. It was a cheesy space opera. There was like some butt rock song at the end and everything like that, but. That butt rock song was cool until they put words on it. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, yeah, yo. yo. <laughs> but no, to me, it's just like the, the depth. I don't really know what the word is. Just the whole environment, the depth of the possibilities of the story, the mm-hmm. richness of the world. It's really, that's what it is to me. The world that they created in this game. It seems like there's so many possibilities and it's real exciting to me. What do you think? That makes a lot of sense. I think that like the momentum carrying forward based on everything I know about this universe is really important. I would say that the thing that I think is the coolest is the idea of the sentient species wipe. Well, I don't know if they're sentient yet of the species wiping out sentient species periodically. It's something that I've thought about a lot. It's one of the like leading theories as to why we don't run into more intelligent life in the universe or why we haven't yet is because maybe there's a force that wipes them out periodically. And so that's a, an idea that's always really fascinated me. So as soon as this, uh, as the Reaper started talking, I was like, yes, I am interested in what you're saying. Not to discredit what you said, but maybe they're, the other species are just thinking, these people are just that weird. We're not going to go over there. <laughs> I'm starting to think <laughs> Nate's been indoctrinated. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm on their side. I'm saying it's interesting. <laughs> sure, that's how, that's how it all starts. You want to kill me? Interesting. All right, I am intrigued. <laughs> He's just going to hang out with the Reaper for a little bit longer to see if this all pans out. That's all. Yeah, I just I just want to check out the logic. Just make sure, sure, make sure you have a safe sense, word yeah. with them. That's it. Just, you know, they, they have some good ideas. They, they I'm gave not me saying, I'm really, what you're going I'm, I'm for. Them, but, you know. They gave me these really cool robot implant teeth. And <laughs> I want glowing teeth. That's what I need. <laughs> I think for me, it's very similar to what Polly is saying. It's kind of this abstract moment, but also kind of a specific moment at the same time. When you're on the Normandy and you're pulling up the galaxy map, I kind of like the, the, the sound as that's happening, but the galaxy map just kind of represents all these different places that you could go and all these different things you could see. And I know that there's all this depth in who I could be when I'm doing it, where I could go, and the idea that I could go down and explore all of these different worlds, the, the expansiveness and the, the complete interconnectivity that I feel at that one moment when the, the map is coming up, I think is just what I think is... That moment is kind of indicative of what I really like about this series in general. Mass Effect, a world of possibilities. Why don't we close it up, and why don't you go ahead and start us with your final thoughts, Brian? I'm kind of in the middle on this game. There's nothing this game did horribly wrong, but there's nothing this game did really great either. It was kind of just there and there were parts where i'm like you know exactly kind of what you were just saying with your your phrase there well it's it's like oh this seems kind of a cool idea and they and they made all this lore and they took these ideas but a lot of it's been done before or a lot of it didn't work great but like it's still there and it's fun you know it was it's a you know i like these kind of games i like the rpg adventure games so 
it was in my genre, so I, I continued to play it. it. It's not, it wasn't an incredibly long game either, considering what some of these games can be. Like, it's not like a... Um, Final Fantasy game? Yeah, or like a Witcher or something that's like 200 no, plus wasn't. hours. I was very surprised. Which is great, because it's tougher and tougher to complete these huge, humongous games. So something like that kind of fit a, a pretty good... I, th- I think I was reading on that, um, you know, how long, do, you know, does it take to complete the game website? It was like... I think it was saying you could do it in like 19 hours or something. So, which is 19 uh, to 23 is what I had, or 19, 19 to 30 is what I had looked up. Yeah. So, like, that's a reasonable time frame. So, and they had a pretty good story. I mean, again, a lot of the stuff is kind of been done before, but they tweaked it a bit here and there, which is fine. You know, again, it's just kind of a middle range. It's, nothing was, oh my God, this blew me away, considering how people have been talking about Mass Effect forever and people are like yeah. losing their minds over drama. And I'm like, okay. Sure, we're going to do a podcast. Let me see what this game... But I've also heard that one is kind of, in terms of gameplay, in terms of, like, feel, is, is kind of, the, as it should be, I guess, the low point of this, you know, the trilogy. So maybe two and three really take a, a quantum leap, like sort of like an Assassin's Creed. But, you know, I don't know. It's kind of not great, not bad, just kind of average. Okay. Uh, why don't we go to you next, Nate? I think that this game represents a lot of potential, which, yeah, definitely has already been echoed. So I don't really have a lot of room to speak, considering I didn't do the things I probably should have with the crew. But the world I was in just didn't... It interested me on paper, but the way... I guess I'm such a visual and audio-driven game player that the way the world looked never drew me in at all, and I was never interested in anything about the visual design of this game. Except the Normandy looks pretty cool, which as it turns out, is probably pretty important to the rest of this story. So that's nice. I feel like this is one of gaming's most talked about trilogies, and I'm sure there's a reason for that. And like Brian said, everyone does talk down about one. So I'm very excited and pretty invested in what two and three are going to be like, and I'm excited for that. I've never felt so mixed about a game, though. So it's pretty yeah, interesting. It's so very, I totally agree. That's what I was saying. Very mixing, like tough to get a like yay or nay on. Yeah, like I don't like this game. But I like this game. <laughs> this game. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I've never really felt this way before. Yeah, yeah, same here. I mean, I'm going to have to give it a 7 out of 10. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like a way better score than I would expect from what you just said. Like, are you giving it extra points because we said that the story is cool? Like, I would, I would prefer if you just go off your experience. He's giving it a 7 because he gives everything a yeah, seven. 7 out of 10. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Polly fell into the trap of asking why he gave it. Nailed it. It's a trap. <laughs> no, it's a trap. It's a, it's a, you know, relatively. You guys, yeah, you guys are missing works. the point. I'm trying I mean, to get him to change. <laughs> Nate has to grow as a person. <laughs> yeah, so don't give scores. That way you don't. Done a, I've done enough of that the in last year. I think I'm good. I'll get you one of these days. I'm gonna need a six point five out of you. <laughs> this game was fucking awful. Six point seven five. <laughs> Just like one day, Alberto will give a nine five instead of a ten. <laughs> all right so Polly, what's your final thoughts on mass effect one it's tough reviewing and giving this game a score and things is tough because it's so old having finally played it now what nine years after it came out is that right mm-hmm. um i have to my brain has to kind of make up for a couple of its inconsistencies and its its downfalls because the time it came out it was it was better than a lot of other things but at the same time some things could have been way better. Like, I don't appreciate the way that the story didn't really go too far. It kind of set up some stuff, the main game story, but it didn't really the main like space opera part of the story, but the actual plot wasn't 
too interesting. It was kind of like same, but the world that the the game built and like playing it. Also, another hard part is I I got to play through this game with Will. I haven't played through a fucking one player game with a person in a long time, so there's a lot of enjoyment that came out of that. When dumb bullshit happened, we could laugh about it, whereas other people would probably just be annoyed by it. So so that part's tough, but got a chance to ask a bunch of questions about things oh yeah and... like asking him about things and him saying i can't tell you it was great that was a fucking awesome experience <laughs> but no like his, jealous that sounds great he was like my codex number two i would like ask him like it would say like it was this many i'm gonna make up a fake thing because i don't remember a specific instance but asked it said this was this many parsecs from this and i asked will how, how much is a parsec and will would ask alexa how much it bothered <laughs> I was just going to say, say Alexa could have been Will. And then we'd all laugh. But no, it, it was a lot of fun. Like, that's the thing. The, the story was pretty simplistic, and as far as being good or bad was pretty simplistic. But, like, the depth of the world and the explanation and things is what really drew me into the game. And I can see that they were trying a lot of things. They just I just don't know if the developers were able to, like, get everything they wanted done hopefully in the future it gets better and things like that the tough parts are the cover mechanics were bullshit the, the combat was pretty bad the mako had such potential but then it was bad because you <laughs> so so combat bad yeah <laughs> there's not a good just thing bad. in the combat really, <laughs> yeah i was gonna say combat just bad this is a couple times on this podcast you guys have actually brought up like the importance of voice acting and things like that and most of the voice acting in this game i thought was pretty terrible yeah, but I mean, there was nothing memorable. There was no like, oh my god. But I still appreciated a lot of the dialogue. Like for some reason, the way it was written, I felt like they could have just done it so much better. Like I feel like they just the voice actors weren't into it or something like that. I could feel what was supposed to happen in the story, and then like, it just fell kind of flat as far as the voice acting part. So this is one of the few instances where I'll give the voice acting a pass, regardless of like the celebrity talent that was on it and everything like that. Overall, it was a very enjoyable experience for me. I liked it. The loading times didn't get to me. The combat was bad, but towards the end, once we started getting down using the uh, biotics and the tech to our advantage and actually like successfully snipering once we got our stats up high enough, it turned out to be pretty fun. And every time like one of us made a shot, I know like there was real excitement there. So like it wasn't bad. It just took some getting used to, which I feel like a lot of old games are like that. I would have given the game probably a 7.5 for the time it came out and everything like that, but god damn, this soundtrack just pissed me off so many times. The music was just, it wasn't bad music. It was just inappropriate music. It never felt like it matched the tonality of the setting or the scene. So that's going to bring it down a whole nother point. So I'm going to give it a 6.5. Wow. Too. Will had us play through this game on hard, and I am not the kind of guy that normally plays through a game the first time on hard. Yeah, it's a good thing, yeah. And I, uh, I really appreciated it. I thought it was difficult. At least at the beginning of the game, once we got stats, yeah. stats increased, like it got a lot easier. But I really appreciated the, the beginning the was yeah had some challenge challenge that I mean, and that was going back to my thing. Like you're supposed to be this powerful guy, but at the beginning was kind of hard. You felt so weak, but then eventually you ramped up to where you and you're like, oh okay, this is how he's supposed I guess supposed to be this like super powerful. It got to the point where it just got way easy, even on like hard difficulty. Yeah. All right, Alberto, what are your final thoughts on um, Mass Effect One? So I really liked this game. Not as much as other games, of course, for combat reasons. And like Mortal Kombat? <laughs> yeah, because I Fair. love Mortal Kombat. <laughs> for combat reasons, with a K. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of the things, so we didn't really uh, chat about it, but I had made a couple of notes on some key actors that were asked for, or at least that did voice parts in this, which Ooh. I'm a huge 
movie buff fan and so whenever these voices came out i was like holy crap this that and the other day i re- like remembered what movies they were from so of course God we damn it i miss playing games with you i know we mentioned captain anderson for he was played by or voiced by keith david so he's always usually some kind of military guy in a movie so i was like this is fitting i forgot to mention how much i liked seeing him in the game after reading the book yeah yeah that was cool very true so, go on then another one that we heard all the time there was lance hen Rickson. He plays Bishop in the Alien movies, and he was Admiral Hackett, the guy that uh, came over the intercom in the ship to give us like oh. every like side missions every now and then. I'll save the best one for last, but Matrix Benezia, she was Troy? voiced by yep, Deanna Troy from Star Trek Next Generation. Uh, Real Marina Sirtis. <laughs> what? What's her oh. name? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were just going to refer to her as her Star Trek name. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. <laughs> Marina Sirtis. And then the best for last. This I want to say that that is one of the, the rare times where I'm like, oh, that's not good voice acting. That was really <laughs> not good voice acting. That's the thing. You can get these celebrities, but they don't always know what voice acting well, is. Oh, yeah. I, I mean... Hear it from you're not just paying for the voice. Do voice acting like, well, yeah, like, like you heard from like the Nolan Norris, Troy Bakers when they actually talk like, what is it like to be a, a voice actor? And they say it's different than doing regular acting. They're like, we really couldn't do what regular you know normal actors on like live action do. Yeah, just the way like they can't always do what we do. It's not as simple as like, oh, I'm I'm a movie right. actor. I can just come into a studio and lend my voice, and it's instantly going to be recognizable. Right. I mean, some some do and well. some people do it the opposite way, where they try to wait give way too much inflection on it yeah, yeah. They're not, like, they don't know exactly how to do it it's, it's it's as much a skill as but then the last one i don't know if anyone else uh played this side mission or caught this one but george takei was in this one he was major kyle who was this biotic cult leader so oh, it was a side I thought I noticed that. That's I awesome. Sad about that. Yeah, so I was like, holy shit, George Takei is in this? <laughs> anyway, Takei, Takei, I don't know, pronunciation. Sorry, George, if you listen to this. Takei, like, okay. Oh, yeah. Heard it both ways? Uh, same. I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, um, so, yeah, like, the inclusion of those in there, like, made me really like this game a lot more. And then they kind of go back so on, they, like... they ripped off more Star Trek by adding people from Star Trek. See, so like, it, it, was, it was two <laughs> from Star Trek, Star Trek, one from Alien. the best space opera. <laughs> also, to go back on the, the galaxy map, and I know that it wouldn't have worked well this way, but if they had... It made me think of, there's a scene in Stargate where... They're, they go into this room where basically like the four main races of the galaxy would meet and talk. And when they pull, like when everything turns on, it's just a bunch of diagrams of the elements on the periodic table. And that's what it made me think of. It was like walking into a room and then if you could like navigate the galaxy that way, it would have been really difficult to do in the game itself. But just the thought of that in my head was awesome. So kind of to tie back in what Polly said, the imagination that you have like with playing with this, like that was one of the things that also really intrigued me about this game. I would probably give it around a 7.5 or so. I didn't get I I didn't think that the soundtrack like went with it, but I wasn't annoyed with it. Like it was actually one where for instance, as some of you listening to this may not know, Final Fantasy X is one of my favorite games. However, I have to play that game now on mute when I'm walking through the environments cuz the music is just way too repetitive for me didn't have to do that once with this game it was just quiet and background enough where i was i could kind of almost tune it out if i needed to but i never really needed to have the feel for so i, I don't want people to get it wrong i don't necessarily think all these songs are bad some of them were fine and it's I'm completely forgettable 
it's not even forgettable. It's it, just inappropriate. That was my biggest problem. Will, Will, Will Capult, Capult, the soundtrack right now, play songs, and I couldn't. I wouldn't I recognize this. I will say, would. I will say, the menu song. I actually really did like, just like hearing that when you like Dude, hit the start. The opening, but the opening note of the menu is identical to one of the opening songs in Mirror's Edge. Oh, is it really? Not probably not, but it's very close. <laughs> to, him to him it is. So you're saying Mirror's Edge ripped off of uh, Mass no, Effect? EA ripping off EA. It's fine. Yeah, but Mirror's Edge just used Solar Fields music, who's been around since fucking. Before I was born, should I? Well, should I go back into the game and boot it up and just read stuff in the codex? Yes. If that won't bore I, you, then I, yes, I, I think don't you think should. I don't think that'll bore you. If you've um, got hundred hours to waste, go ahead. Wait, it's, it's not that. Brian, do you have yeah, a they even read it? To Brian's you. opinion is the one I trust the most here. Do you have a save before the entrance to the final mission? Yeah. So if you have a, <laughs> said that he's like, yeah, it's stupid if, because I was gonna go back and do a couple more side quests because I had time and I was like, oh nope, stuck here at the end of the world. You have it before your conversation with Anderson, right? Correct. So I could just go in there and read so everything. So if in you the codex lo- that I got. but but the best part is from that point you can talk to everybody and have all of the their their backstory conversations. Mm-hmm. That's true. Even if you where never talk on the ship, back, go back to the Normandy and just talk to everybody. Okay. That's what I would suggest. All right, sounds good. Yeah, I did like that about the story. That I would like, also basically the codex. It wasn't you like go oh, back if, I, to the if I didn't talk to this there? person, and the game moved along. Like now, I totally missed a conversation I could have had with them. I could only have with them at that point. Like basically, at any point, you could talk to the people. You can get their backstory, even if you never talked to them once. You could still go up to them at the end and talk to them and get. So something. wait, I guess you didn't. You didn't have any romantic relationship with anybody, right? No. Okay. You didn't get to bang us. What about Mass space. Effect? Uh, <laughs> wow. I was supposed to ask. How long were you saving that one? I didn't were you just like sitting one. on it the whole I time? I was like, that. Damn, shot fire. Damn. Somewhere this is going to come I was supposed to ask someone out on Friday, but she wasn't there. For the record, I was not sure. going that way, Nate. <laughs> I believe you. You said it, and it was like freezing. It was another version of freezing. It was, that was great. <laughs> that was good. Go ahead, Will. Give us the summary that means all. This series has always meant a lot for me. A lot of it's because of that ability. That uh, one, because I do like science fiction, like being out and shooting lasers and visiting aliens and seeing just all of the expansiveness of the galaxy and going out and just exploring new and crazy stuff. And it's always kind of been in the back of my mind that Mass Effect One wasn't nearly as good as the rest of the series, but I always like was trying to hold on to it and be like, no, 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 it's better than people are saying it is. And <laughs> it, you're one of those, no, you're one of those it's, like it's, uh, <laughs> nostalgic defenders. No, no, no. no I just don't it's, it's, it's not as, no, the makeup wasn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, it, I'm the guy who put this one on the list and really wanted everybody to play this one just to kind of, to get a oh, chance sure. to play Mass Effect 2 and 3. Yeah. It, that's <laughs> a got, good way to put you it. You got to get through this so you can get to 2 and 3. Exactly. From the very beginning starting up the game and just looking at the menu for i remember the menu when you're just choosing your backstory i remember it being so much cooler and so much stuff going on and then i looked at it now and it's like Four green boxes oh, and then God. a red box Remind next me to of it. How and bad I'm like, that one clunky that was. Uh, on, on the plus man. side, though, the descriptions of that backstory I found very interesting. 
coming from you can come from this slave like our character came from this slaver planet whose parents were killed and then she was in a confrontation she's the only survivor from those plant dudes that scarred her face but what that does that do that's really like, cool and matters not at all yeah, exactly, that's exactly <laughs> yep. what I was just gonna say what does that do for your story for my story I mean if you it doesn't change anything except how you just the way I play, like the way I normally play options. the way I normally play role playing games. It matters a lot because a lot of role playing games just put you in your you have amnesia. This one, you know who your character is and you know how you would make these decisions. Unless I was well, just amnesia trying to be a is dick. an easy way for game developers to say like, hey, we're not going to explain. T- we have all this lore that yeah. you don't you and don't know one, about, but your character we should one, know about. So we'll explain it has you have amnesia. So everybody has to explain the lore to you during the game. For me, role playing games, having a backstory is real important because I know how to define my character and stuff like that. So I would say that hold that's, on, hold on. Role playing games having a backstory. I mean, is there is there a role playing game that doesn't need a backstory? Oh, yeah. yeah, role-playing games that most of them have amnesia. With amnesia. Saying. But they, they yeah. still it's have a, a backstory. Thing. It's just a trope the to... character doesn't you, have a backstory. Yeah, but the, you, get, you can't to, play a role if you, don't know, if you don't remember anything. Then you're just a blank slate. Having your character have a backstory is important to me as a role-playing game because I know how to choose my decisions. Not as I would as a game player. Not as, um, as I would in real life, but as I would as that character. So I thought that those, those descriptions like were real important. Are you role-playing Shepard, or are you role-playing yourself? Yeah. I mean, that's a question amongst many games, including Final Fantasy series and stuff like that. Like, that's why re- I don't like a really lot of Final ca- Fantasy, because most of them are not You're really the character, or you are yourself? I feel like this is a great parallel to like a lot of the conversations we had around Uncharted, where most of the people, and I'm looking right at you, Alberto. <laughs> most um, of the people, Alberto. Were, I can see exactly where you guys were sitting in those uncharted podcasts where i'm like oh this is this is this is okay no it's 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 okay right no i mean the graphics are fine right i mean but at the same time you're like well this isn't so great but i just i really want you guys to have at least enough appreciation to get into the next two that that's really why what i'm just gonna i'm worried confirmed i'm worried my biggest worry going into these is that you would, you guys would all be like, oh, that game really sucked. I'm not going to play any more of those. Like, that was my well, it's, biggest It's really well, interesting. Well, I know a lot question. of people. You weren't, that, you weren't that high on, on Uncharted 2 or 3 either. Or are you going to go out on a limb and say that we will be way higher on Mass Effect 2 and 3? Yes. Than you were I, I don't think that's yeah, even think that much of a limb. He, I think that. Listen to the podcast. He actually really liked Uncharted 2, according to the podcast. Regardless yep. of what you ask he, about it now. He liked in, in the podcast, he genuinely sounds excited about it and fo- sounds like he really enjoyed it. I don't know. I, when I listened to it, he was... He has shit-colored glasses on now. He was... <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't, haven't played four, but I still think of two as the high point of that series. So, I mean... Oh, my God. There are a lot of... Anyway, sorry. This is not about that. Well, no. It's just a good parallel because yeah. of the fact that, like, Uncharted, you had come in, into, like, like most of us, like, you know, like, where you played it like super late time, yeah exactly not when it was there and it and, and that happens with a lot of games it's the if you go back and play a game and you know it goes farther back with earlier consoles all the way to the 90s and 80s if i play this game now does it hold up and some and a lot of games you're like you look at it and you're like oh that does not re- i do not remember this game that way <laughs> that's not you know it's basically only nhl 94 that holds up none okay. no other game ever does <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting i have some friends that have just skipped Mass Effect 1 altogether and are still really big fans of the series. And I never understood that until I played Mass Effect 1. And now I'm very confident that I would recommend that path of action to an adult who has, like, limited time. 
I would almost suggest playing that cartoon thing. Yeah, but yeah, do you definitely. Miss the story? Like, if you just jump into two, like, are you just. Because that was my thing. Oh, well, people were talking about Andromeda, and maybe, you know, it comes out, maybe, you know, like, it, like I'll pick it up. But, like, I'm like, well, I need the story, so. Okay, I got to go back and play the story, but so, I'm not going to go jump into three. So that like, cartoon that... thing is kind of like the cliff notes of the story without any shooting. Oh, okay. Kind of the best of the bootstrapping people to be able but to play Mass Effect 2 as quick as possible. recommend at least watching the cartoon. Like you still, you wouldn't just say just blindly jump to two. I wouldn't because particularly like the council decision, that, that thing is so big or it feels so big at least. Until three makes all your choices useless. And and Mass Effect One, although it does have all these problems we talk about, I still found it enjoyable. Like the caveat being, if you don't have the time, then yes, you could probably do Mass Effect Two. But you could do that. Like I read the book and played this game, and I I enjoyed it for the most part. Even though I gave it a six point five because of crappy soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it, even though I gave it a shit score. It's not a shit score though. That's, if it was a shitty game, it would be under five. You know. Like, I, it's not like I didn't enjoy the game. It just had problems. It was flawed. Yep, yep. I think my score for this is a seven. Oh, no, I like it. And a lot of that is probably, and I still think that's probably me looking at it nostalgically. If I were to, like, objectively try and put a score on it, it would probably be lower. But I Ooh, can't. Oh, jeez. Huh? I can't emotionally find it in what, myself so to what, give it anything lower than a seven. What is your score? No, no, now I kind of want to know. What is your, I, what is your objective Current I think score. Will and my's objective like, score know. might be the same. It's funny. It's funny. Well, okay, the, guys, put it this way. the guys who don't score things are asking for your objective <laughs> well, no, score. Because, because, no, because now I'm really <laughs> like, interested. No, uh, no, I don't care. Like what? I'm just interested. Like, would you give it? Because I've heard, I've heard enough of your scoring to kind of understand a little bit where you're, how you're, like what your number yeah. means. Because everybody means different. But I've listened to enough <clears> to figure out like a Will 7 means, you know, like he thinks this you know like this highly of the it game. means it's amazing and the best game he's ever played it's <laughs> <laughs> true but like would you would you would you go below five or you think you'd safely be above five still i think it, five six is about probably okay okay that's all I, uh, yeah uh, I, I don't care about the next exact number i just wanted to know if you were yeah like are you talking like i mean really bad there are a or? lot of particularly playing it now there are just a lot of like atrocious unforgivable gameplay things in it that's just like ugh. I'm wondering is there anything that Mass Effect has brought to gaming like is there anything that this this series like invented or, or see that's the thing I don't think so and that's my thing like most of the stuff in there has been is has been done in other games previously maybe not as, as cohesive or or I would you say know, that one thing it did is it brought the the full force of the Star Wars trilogy level of people knowing about it into the gaming sphere you know what I mean yeah, uh, there's a word for that. I can't really think of it, though. That's one thing that it did, but that's not really inherent in anything that it did other than the fact that it was big and expansive and long. It's a Western RPG, which I guess aren't that common. Maybe that's just my exposure, though. Yeah, but by that time, there was a lot of... Like, you know, yeah. Bioware had done other Western Fallout and, RPGs. Yeah. And, yeah, Bethesda was... Kind of, there, there was... That was, like, kind of the rise of the Western RPG. I had played this game... I think before the sequel was announced, but at the very least before I'd ever heard of a sequel. So I played this game assuming that it was a one-and-done, one-off thing. Oh. So a lot of the conversation about the Reapers and understanding what they were, and I thought that that was the focus of this game. And so when it got to the end and it was just like, oh, you killed one, 
But there's all these other Reapers sitting out on the edge of the galaxy just <laughs> waiting What a to come shitty in. ending. It was the stuff of nightmares. Holy crap. I cannot. It was this huge, ever-looming threat that just totally does not get addressed in this game. This brings us to the end of another awesome episode of the Emotive Pixels podcast. If you want more from us, you can find us on iTunes and at our webpage, www.emotivepixelspodcast.com. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash emotivepixels, or follow us on Twitter at emotivepixels. And as always, keep, keep on, on playing! playing.